grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, hey, look who bothered to show up. I like that. Welcome in. I never got a call from you. No, you. I called you literally four times. Like I could not have dialed you anymore. I have no idea what's going on, but. I'm, I'm just saying, Skype what, never popped up on my whatever. phone. I was he's, sitting here. He's here now. Welcome in. It is episode number 142420. Uh, is that the numbers, Brandon? Is that right? 142420 yeah. of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, and. Of course, the main event. Vent, 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 vent. Sound like you like you've got like a. Did you like smoke a pack of cigarettes before you came on or something? Like you sound. No, like I was just I was just trying this new deeper. Yeah, right? your voice. I don't mind it. I kind of like it. It just sounded very. You different. like it? Yeah, I kind of like it. To be honest with you. <laughs> I, I really like it now. He's got AJ Francis, of course, is with us. Um. Uh. So what's going? It makes on? me sound so dastardly. It does, man. Like you sound like almost a completely different person. Like I don't know what's going on. It's weird. I I enjoy it. Um, so, all right, so let's get the, the rundown from you real quick. Uh, Aaron, I have no idea if he'll join us. Uh, AJ, are you, are you only with us for today or can you be with us tomorrow? Like what's, what's the story? Uh, I don't know. Oh, great. So I we... might be at Universal Studios tomorrow, which I've done this show from Universal before. That is you true. Know? You have done that. We do need to make picks at some point is the problem. And I like having us all together when we make picks, but apparently we can't do that anymore around these parts. It is a bridge okay. too far to try to be together. Uh, no, no. I mean, what we can do yes. is we can make our picks now and then not tell Aaron. So when he makes his picks, he has to pick with no ears Idea to bounce of ideas of what we've off. been talking about. That is an option. We could do it that way. You're not wrong about that. All right. Uh, quickly tell us about uh, your experience. You were back home this weekend uh, wrestling out in West Virginia. Uh, you set up a new feud, and I am uh, you have piqued my interest, sir. Uh, yes, so uh, I uh, had a great time at Primal Conflict uh, Wrestling. Shout out to Tyler. He is the man. And by the way, uh, you've heard that... Tyler on this show before. He goes, Tyler Steele uh, has been with us before, and we've been, we've been working with Primal Conflict for a long time. When they have somebody in, they always put them on with us, and we love those guys, and so it's really cool that this worked out this way. And and um, I got to wrestle the Mid Atlantic's best Preston Quinn uh, with uh, G Fed in his corner, um, and I still got you know me being frank, I still went over. You know how that works. Yeah, and I noticed uh, I noticed that people still seem to be caught off guard when they see some of the things that you can do. Yeah, I mean, I did bust out a drop kick that would make Braun Strowman shit his pants. <laughs> um, uh, I also, you know, broke out my famous elbow drop that 
I haven't even done ever at SCW, not one time, mainly because the ring is 40 years old and I don't want to break my spine. But also <laughs> be, because I, I, I save it for when I need to impress. And, you know, heels don't impress. That's true. Uh, That's so, true. So, uh, you know, um, I got to bring out my massive elbow drop. Uh, when I came back, the best compliment you can ever get, and everybody there knew that I played in the NFL and that, um, you know, I had only been training since last year. And most people, like, like not most people, but I assume most people thought that I was just, like, a gimmick. Like, I didn't, like, I wasn't a real, like, like worker wrestler, yeah. because they didn't know anything about me. So, and this is what they told me themselves when I was back there. And then they said when they saw me work, they were like, wow, this kid really is something special. They were like, the guys in the back, the best compliment you can ever have is when guys in the back say, yeah, I was watching back there with those guys and you pop the boys in the back. You pop the boys in the back, you can pop anybody. That's cool. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Well, there so, was uh, it was really awesome working at Primal Conflict. I will be back on November 2nd. Two Face Ken Dixon. Yeah, you know what's you know what's funny to me is that I just log in on my Twitter.com app. You know, right? And this man is running his mouth about me. I don't even pay him no mind, and he just keep going, keep going. I'm like, yo, who? What's up with this cat? So I let him know ASAP that I don't do that Twitter gangster stuff at all. Never have, never will. I'm really about that life. I will knock your head off your shoulders if you run your mouth on the internet. So, I challenged him since he wasn't man enough to show up to the Primal Conflict Wrestling event that I was at. I challenged him to a match on November 2nd at Har in Harper's Ferry at a night to remember 13 where I'm going to obliterate the bum known as Ken Dixon. I'm going to knock out whatever teeth he has left in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, dude. I love that. That's awesome. It's so November 2nd, Harper's Ferry, uh, Primal Conflict Wrestling, uh, AJ against Ken, or Frank against Ken Dixon. That's going to be awesome. And if you have not been following their feud on uh, Twitter, it has been real hot, really, really good. And, and, and the, the thing is, like, He's not the first cat to try to make a name of, for himself of me. And he won't be the last. There's a long line of people that stood in line and waited for their opportunity at the king just to be told to go back down the hill where they came from. There you go. There you go. I love that. PrimalConflictWrestling.com. Get your tickets for A Night to Remember 13 on November 2nd, the KOA Arena in Harper's Ferry. It's going to be an awesome, awesome night. Are you guys going to actually make it this time, uh, or are you still terrible? Uh, you know what? We will talk about that off the air. I might, I might need your help because I think I can pull it off, but I, I have promised my wife a weekend at a bed and breakfast that weekend. We've actually All done right. a weekend at a bed and breakfast in Harper's Ferry before and had a great time. I just happened to promise her a different location. So I think that like you should maybe try to help compel her into thinking that a weekend in Harper's Ferry would be lovely. Because if we could do that, then we could just duck right on in, say hello, and then go out for the romantic evening that does not exist because there are no restaurants in that area. There's just a casino. But we can make that happen somehow, some way. I just might need a little assistance. Hey, uh, I plan on going to the casino afterwards, too. Bro, so. that's what, I mean, like that's what we did the last time. The last time we did Harper's Ferry, we had a lovely day. We went for a hike. Harper's Ferry is beautiful. And then we went to the casino because that's what there is to do at night. In when the is the show? Arena. Uh, November 2nd. 
Oh, I think I might be able to go. There you go. He's not taking uh, anyone to see Marin Morris this time around. I like that. Which was an amazing show. I'm sure way. it was fine. I'm sure it was very good. All right. So are we going to do picks? Is that what the plan? We want to go ahead and do picks now? Where's the asshole? Uh, he's he's fuck him. We're gonna do. We're gonna take AJ's. We're gonna go with AJ's plan. We'll make all of our picks, and then if he can do something tomorrow, then he can just tell us his picks then. So we'll okay. go ahead. We'll make picks. Clash of Champions coming up on Sunday evening. As um, this is the only night where all of the championships are defended or whatever bullshit they're saying. I'm, I don't even can remember. I, can I play the Aaron role this time and read the matches? Sure, by all means. Uh, all coming right, let me up pull it up. On WWE. Yeah, nobody wants that role. Yeah, That's no. why we give yeah, it Yeah, this is the first time anyone has ever asked to be Aaron <laughs> in the history of humanity. So no I don't know if you know this, before. but I like to talk. Well, so. that, that's fine. What? I'm happy with you doing that. <laughs> I'm happy to have you do it. It's just that the odd, the odd nature of someone asking to be Aaron is beyond me. From uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Clash of Champions coming up. 11 matches on the card. One that is from the from the Goat, North Carolina. Right, that is true. Yes, that's right. The By the way, we didn't put, but you didn't get that. You didn't ask AJ the significance of the episode number. Oh yeah, I guess you don't know. AJ, do you know why I went with episode uh, number fourteen twenty four twenty? I'm thinking it has to do with one of those old white bands that you guys. No, it certainly does not have anything to do with an old white band. Well, it might. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. So if you watch the end of SmackDown, you know that the show ended with Kevin Owens being fired by Shane McMahon, which immediately when that happened, the assumption that I made is, oh, oh, that makes sense. The first NXT on the USA Network is next week. Why would there be any other scenario than Kevin Owens getting fired by Shane McMahon than to just show up on NXT? So either Kevin Owens knows that everybody is saying that and playing into it, or that's just really what's happening and he's trying to do some foreshadowing because he sent out a tweet that just said 14-24-20, and as cryptic as that sounds, those are the numeric places in the alphabet where you would find N, X, and T. So Kevin Owens is playing into what, uh, what is happening in the conversation that exists, that he was fired by Shane McMahon so that he could be on NXT next Wednesday night. Which is a little bit different than like some of the scenarios that we had talked about last week where it would be like a Rusev or somebody. This is somebody who has been white hot and a huge part of the main card that would then be... And a- uh, he, this is someone who's been, I don't know if you know this or not, but at one point was the longest reigning That's true. Let's never forget. Of is, all time. That's a great point. He was involved with the feud of the year that for some fucking reason... Uh, wasn't actually the feud of that year. It's a long story. If you don't remember the episode, we're gonna have to. I'm go not. Back I'm not gonna way. lie. I'm not gonna lie to you at all. Yeah. I, I've watched a lot of wrestling in my day, and there's been a lot of great performers with a lot of great bits that they pulled and funny one-liners that they. Oh, pulled. the longest reigning Universal Champions, the one of the great. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> yeah, on, it's on fantastic. The set, on the second day of his title Correct. reign, when he called himself the longest reigning <laughs> universal champion of all time, that is a top three bit in the history of wrestling. What makes it so magical is it was such a throwaway, and yet we still piss our pants thinking about it years later. Years later, it's still pee your pants fucking funny that they decided to throw that in there. It was perfection. Um, no, look, I, I think it'd be awesome if Kevin Owens was the guy that was headed to NXT. And I think we're all assuming that there's going to be a couple... 
I think Kevin Owens is a very logical choice. It makes a lot of sense as a legit star that the people that enjoy that brand would enjoy having. Um, I also would like to point out that I once saw Kevin Owens face Adam Cole and tear the fucking house down at Dewberry Dorita. So uh, I can only imagine what could happen 10 years later. We've told the story before. Aaron actually got into a fight with Kevin Owens once at Dewberry Dorita. This is a, a famous. So Aaron, being the asshole Mark that he was, yelled out to. Uh, was? Yeah. T- <laughs> Wait, you. Sorry, this. you're right. Was? When we were at a Ring of Honor taping. Oh, whoa, at, whoa, whoa. I know whoa, whoa. you're was? right. Is. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, when we were at a Ring of Honor taping, and like Aaron will probably remember it more, but the, what happened is Aaron, I think, showed up wearing his El Generico shirt and oh. started screaming at Kevin like, "Where's El Generico?" or some bullshit like that. And <laughs> and Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen at the time uh, started getting flipped with him right back in perfect Kevin Owens form. Like, fuck that guy. You'll never see him around here. And it, and it was wonderful. It was so wonderful. The interaction. That Did I ever? And- I think I've told it on the show before, but I don't know if I ever told the story to Brandon about um, what Kevin Owens did when I threw a streamer at him. No, I don't right. know that. I don't. I don't know that I've heard that story. So at the time, Kevin Steen, as you recently mentioned, was feuding with one Jim Cornette, okay. um, <laughs> and Jim Cornette, who we all know, is famous for carrying a tennis racket around. Why? I have no idea. I don't really know does either. He, right. Does he even play tennis? No one knows. No, no. But as you know, with Ring of Honor and a lot of indie shows, um, you throw streamers for the guys you like. And I had just recently started going to these Ring of Honor tapings. I think this was like my third or fourth taping. And this was the first one I had ever brought streamers for, ever. But the problem is I left all the streamers except one at my house. So I had to be very decisive at which streamer I was going to throw at what person. I only had one. So, Kevin Steen comes out, and I'm a huge Kevin Steen, Mark. Still am to this day. A big why Kevin w- why wouldn't you be? And I throw my one streamer at Kevin Owens. Well, like I said, he was feuding with Jim Cornette, and at this time, he had stolen Jim Cornette's tennis racket. Okay. Well, like... Like Babe Ruth pointing to the outfield, he <laughs> swatted my streamer out of the sky with that tennis racket and almost hit somebody like like in the other part of the stadium uh, arena, like like in the top part of the bleachers, like almost took their head off. It was uh, amazing. That is I, really great. I, to this day, I've never popped harder at an indie show. That's wonderful. <laughs> that is really wonderful. That is tremendous. All right, let's get into it. Okay, um, I guess I'll keep track of all the picks. Um, okay. Very good. So let's start with, so every match on this card is for a title except for one. So let's start with the one oh, match and, that and, is and, not for a title, which you is haven't heard... Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan in a no disqualification match. Okay, real quick, if you haven't heard, because Brandon just told me, they have moved the King of the Ring tournament final to Monday. It will apparently not be on the card on Sunday night. All right, uh, AJ goes first, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, I think this is the beginning of the Roman Reigns build back to the title. So I'm going to pick Roman Reigns to win here. Um, and I view a situation in which he wins but then still gets his ass whooped after the fight so that Rowan can continue the feud. This is really tricky for me, right? Because I think the the second part of what you said 
or the last part of what you said is really important, which is how do you continue that? If, if you just did this with Eric Rowan to simply feed him to Roman Reigns, have Roman Reigns kick his ass, and then that's it, then what the fuck was the point? Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's. I don't think that's. The, I think that they did it just so that Rowan can be his own character now. I. I'm still confused about what the like. If Rowan's his own character, and Rowan as his own character is not greater than sign Roman Reigns. I don't. So, di- I don't disagree with you, except for the idea that like if you're going to create a Rowan character, given his size, he should be sort of a monster. Like he should be someone, and that's what we saw obviously on Tuesday night. With the, and last Tuesday. Right. Like, he should be someone who's an ass kicker and maybe isn't Braun Strowman, but is pretty fucking close to that, given, like, what he looks like as a human being. So, my, my, uh, you're right. Glenn, who's that, winning? That, that's, that's, how you, that's how you book that. that. That is true. But at the same time, when you look like Rowan, if you lose a match, but then you just beat the shit out of the guy afterwards, did you really lose heat in that moment? Okay. Here's the other part that I'm struggling with is I think we all believe this still has to get back to Daniel Bryan yes. at some point. Wouldn't it make all the sense in the world to have gotten Daniel Bryan out of the picture just to bring him back Correct. on Sunday night, get Rowan a cheap win over Roman Reigns, and set up a Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns match? I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ultimately going with Rowan as my pick because of it. Guys, there is no other pick. Eric Rowan is winning this match. It is a no disqualification match. <laughs> He's definitely winning. You don't put him in this no disqualification match with Daniel Bryan hiding in the weeds to for Roman Reigns to win. That doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, sometimes WWE doesn't make any sense. So whatever, I'm going with Eric Rowan. I think this is a no brainer. And the other side of it that like Aaron would bring up is this argument that perhaps you're trying to turn Daniel Bryan face again, and you're partnering him with. Uh, Roman Reigns and that like Luke Harper is going to end up being involved because he's still sitting out there on the beach doing nothing um, like that insane scenario which makes no sense to me this has to come back to Daniel Bryan this has to fucking come back to Daniel Bryan you've been doing this for goddamn three months if you're not getting it back to give us a fucking Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan storyline what the fuck was the point of any of this yes and also why do you make it a no dq match i agree with that i do and here's the well other i thing. mean you can make the, it logic- by the way they missed a really good opportunity <laughs> they would never do this but they missed a very good opportunity to get massive massive heat on this match which is to have eric rowan kick his face off when he's out there with the cancer kids on monday night oh my god that would have been amazing that would have been fucking amazing <laughs> By the, All how, I can think about was like they're not going to do that. Oh right? my and they, god! It would have been the, didn't, Yeah, but, it would have been the most incredible moment in the history of ever. <laughs> Jesus, like Christ. like get the kids out of there, and then as soon as they're off the stage, Eric Rowan just kicks them in the fucking head. Oh. Like they should have done that. Yeah, they, uh, they won't. I know why they they um, won't. Obviously, yeah. that's touchy for them, but um, Connor the Crusher would have loved that shit. Uh, yes, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yes, he would. All, All right. right, next up. Next match, we're going to go with the one that we last week were wondering who was going to challenge for this championship. We got our answer. We're getting AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander for the United States Championship. I mean, I love anything that involves Cedric Alexander because Cedric Alexander is great, but let's not pretend like AJ Styles isn't winning this match. AJ Styles is the pick. AJ Styles as well. Yeah, do I need to say anything? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think so. 
But this is this is a good spot for Cedric. I like um, how they also this is for, this. remember I told you this this match if they give it ten minutes it's probably gonna steal the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! It's tremendous. Everything about this is great. Fucking Cedric Alexander is trem- I wish that they would give him like a longer build and something that really made you believe that he could possibly win a match. Um, it's just that you threw this together in a week and you know, sort of sloppy and you know, two weeks, two weeks. Technically they started it last week when the club, beat him but, up. but AJ was still way more involved with other things that were going on sure. at that point. Sure. Um, sure. this just for feels more like, Hey, we know we have to have an AJ styles match on the card. So this is the guy that we had and nobody's angry about it. Cause it's fucking Cedric Alexander. Who's awesome. Like we're all, and on it board makes with sense. It. Cause they've been kind of throwing him in and out of the main event for a month or two. Yeah. So hey, uh, uh, just a quick question, Glenn. Do you have a guest for this week? Uh, no. Would you like to talk to the new SCW champion, Brian Idol? Sure, I'd happily talk to Brian Idol. Um, All right. Well, after we do our picks, that's what we we'll have. Right, very good. Up. Looking forward to that. Excellent. Oh, sweet. Looking forward to that. All um, right. Okay. So the next match: Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defend the tag team, the women's tag team championships against Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. You're up first. Uh, uh, I'm. Listen, I see what they're trying to tease here. I feel like Alexa and Nikki keep it, and we're gonna get this like kind of like short-lived Alexa Bliss face with Nikki Cross thing until she turns on her, and we get them with each other. But I don't think we're getting that yet. So I'm going with Alexa and Nikki. All right. Well. Fire and Desire should win. They I are agree. a real tag team I that agree. could absolutely change. Like, the problem that with the women's tag team title they've had right now, the real problem is it's not getting enough actual time to build storylines and do right. matches to get people invested in the belt. Like, that's the true problem with it. But other than that is the fact that they're, like, there was, of the three teams that have ever held the belt so far, one of them was an actual tag team. Uh, that's a great point. Jesus Christ, that's a great point. It's um, only, literally only the iconic. Are they? They maybe weren't an actual tag team when they came up, but they've been together for so long now on the main roster that they're a tag team. I agree. So, so, pick, so pick they em. should win the so belt. Pick them. Do it. I agree with you when I think that they're going to. The 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 way that they're using the women's tag team title is to get. Whoever's not in the title picture, the solo title picture uh, on Raw or SmackDown to get them TV time. And so that usually is reserved for bigger names on the roster, which is why I think Alexa is going to have this longer than people think. So I'm picking Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Unfortunately, I agree with all of the above. Um, And I really agree with all of it. Absolutely. It should be fire and desire. And it would make all the sense in the world for them to be the tag team that other people are pursuing. They want Mandy Rose to be a thing for obvious reasons. We all want Mandy Rose to be a thing for obvious reasons. And I I will point this out. I would love for Mandy Rose to be at the top of the card and all that, but they can't, she's not going to get there with that shit that, Oh, I'm pretty and she's ugly. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was so bad. That was awful. You're right. That was awful. Not gonna work, bro. No, you're right. That was awful. But there's real reason why when when you have someone that looks like that and is capable of at least working a little bit, like this is a little bit different than Eva Marie. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. She's much better than Eva Marie. So I understand why you're desirous of that person being a star. This is a great way to do it. Um, Sonya's yeah. awesome. There's there's logic. You put them together. You've had them working together for a while. It's 
I, I'm just with you guys that right now it feels like this is the, the belts are literally a vehicle for how we can have another women's conversation that's unrelated to the belt, unfortunately. So I will agree. I'm not going to go down picking against Alexa and Nikki here. Right. And, 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 and I, I do have to point out there is a problem with fire and desire. Um, the problem you can't have Sonya Deville as a heel and then doing all this inclusion stuff that she, like, like this, that doesn't work. Why? Gay people can be bad people too. But she's not. They're going out of their way to like, keep like for example, Mandy I'll as the heel and her as the stand there do nothing person because I, of this. I, I'll use an example from SCW. On SCW, we have a character that we use called uh, JB Hatcher, who is the social justice wrestler. He is he. They are gender fluid. Um, and they wrestle against, they wrestle in the women's battle Royal, the men's battle Royal, they can be inclusive and get a message across that needs to be seen in the world today, but don't get it messed up. JB Hatcher is also one of the biggest heels in SCW because they, while they are getting a message across, just like. CM Punk's message was just don't do drugs, and that made him the bad guy. Do you uh, that was a little different, though. He was Is being elitist. He was being elitist and and saying that you're an idiot for doing for drinking and doing drugs. Yeah, it's completely see, different. But, but you no, it's not because you can be gay and still be a bad person. Right. Well, that's I not mean, what I'm. That's right. that's just not like what they're. Be, that's not like, the, sto- like the, that's not the story they're telling with her, though. The story they're telling with her. But she's again, the first ever but, but, out lesbian wrestler right but and, but brandon i would also still say that you're conflating the on-air off-air thing you know what i mean well, which I, is i know but i'm saying is like they're clearly backing off of her as a character because of this because she stands there and does nothing says nothing just wrestles and they have mandy driving the heel part of this and i guarantee that's you that's always the, how it's been though Mandy's no. always been the no no, yes, no, 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 no. she was talking before she was talk, but mandy's always been the one front and center well, oh, I mean, she's going to be the one front and center. I'm saying this is—it's way—it's way more purposeful now. Like you can tell, they're softening her because they don't want—they don't want what could happen to happen. Also, um, in an unrelated note, whatever that jacket was that Mandy Rose wore to the ring, don't ever wear it again, please. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but anyway, I don't want to go off a tangent about this. I just think I don't think that she works as a heel long term because of the other stuff that, and, and like we're we're in a. I know they do it with Stephanie, but it's different. Like I, I well, just I, don't think I, with a I new think... person that you're introducing to the audience that you can do this dichotomy thing that they do with Stephanie. I don't know, man. They I... do di- it's a dichotomy thing with every single. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they do. They take the heels to to do the tours in Iraq too. That's true. Like Mark Henry was doing that stuff when he was uh, like... Sam and Jacket uh, beating the shit out of John Cena. So. Yeah, like they they've done that for a while. I mean, I, it's I. It's. I get it. It's a fine. I just line, don't like but... it. I just don't like it. I think she should be a face, and and they should lean into all the stuff. Her story. You know. Um, I think her story is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It Next. might take. It might take them a while, like having the first black champ, but they'll do it eventually. <laughs> when they finally do it, they won't fuck it up because so it'll be like fifteen years like from now. now. No, what was it? Eleven years. Eleven years from now. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. So. The next match is well, let's let's go with um, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, that's AJ, right? Yes. Man, it should be Sasha. Uh, uh, yeah. 
And I think it will be. I'm picking Sasha Banks. Ooh. I understand your argument for why it should be, should be Sasha. And it, it probably is a better story told if it's Sasha. I, this is a, it's that awkward spot where, like, their desire of having Becky, you know, sort of being the face of the women. What about their fire? Right, now, right fire and desire. Um, is that hurt if you have her drop the belt? Or is that actually good because it gives you Becky chasing again, which is ultimately what people kind of prefer? I I lean into the idea that it's that it's better, but I don't know that they do it yet. I think that maybe this ends up being a Becky wins for now for Sasha to win later situation, so I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. AJ, who did you pick? He picked Sasha. Sasha Banks. See, I'm, I'm so on the wall about this because I feel like... I feel like By it the should way, be boys, Sasha. Boys, boys. Today is one, day 157 of Kofi Kingston's WWE title reign. Which means it's also day 157 of uh, Becky Lynch being the Raw Women's Champion. That's right. I'm going to... Somebody has to lose their t- title at this pay-per-view, right? I mean, I assume somebody must. Somebody. This is the one. I- I'm going to pick Sasha Banks. All right. All right. Um, next match, Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz for the IC title. And do we even have to go around on this one? Uh, yeah, I think we do because... Ah, the, I definitely think just, we do. Okay. Dude, the Miz has, like, I get it. It's old school wrestling booking. You build, like, you take a guy who has a lot of history and has won a lot of stuff in the past. You make him look unbeatable for... Uh, three to four weeks leading up to a pay-per-view just to feed him to the guy that you're really trying to build. I understand. I get it. But the Miz has been having some very, very clean wins recently. Very clean. And they are really playing up the 10-time Intercontinental Champion thing. They're playing it up heavy. You can break the record, right? So I'm still going to pick Shinsuke because I hope it's Shinsuke, and I think that's better booking. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if I was wrong than a mother. Uh, it was my pick, but that's fine. We'll just uh, we'll, we'll oh. go that way. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, um, I, it is. This one's tricky for me because Brandon, I think what you just said about the last one is sort of where I'm at, which is somebody's somebody. You can't have clash of champions without having a championship change. And but you, but you can't. You can't. He can't lose now when they've just started the Sami Zayn thing. Like, and he's in his corner. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, mean, I mean, it's your pick. I, I pick. guess the question is, how long do you believe that they're invested in it? Right? Like, do you believe that it's a long-term investment in what they're doing, or is it more? I think just, it's longer than three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it isn't just something to do. Um, I'm more concerned with the fact that they just haven't really seemed to have any plan for Shinsuke Nakamura. And on the flip side, you're talking about The Miz, who's one of the faces of the company at the moment. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they just sort of walked in and said, fuck it, just give The Miz the belt and we'll, we'll, we'll go with that because we know what we're doing there. Um, but I think they do have long-term plans for Shinsuke, though. You know why? I why? do, too. Why? Be- because that bit that they pulled at the oh, table yes. where he doesn't speak English, but he answers everything in Japanese immediately <laughs> following the question, implying he understood what the question was. That's brilliant. I like the bit. I do like the bit. Brilliant. I like it a lot. 
I don't know. I'm, you know, there's the other question with me, which is, is Shinsuke Nakamura not the perfect person to have show up on NXT on Wednesday night? Is he not the perfect option for someone who could go be a legitimate? Yeah, why don't, why, why don't we just get what everybody wants? So let's get the inter, let's get Shinsuke as Intercontinental Champion facing Velveteen Dream as North American Champion. I mean, my God, I don't. I only have so much, you know, spoon. They're saving to... that for October second. Um. Miz, Miz. Okay, I, I'm picking Nakamura. I think I think they the, the only reason, you know, we were at Raw last week and I was shocked that the Miz beat Cesaro in a se- seemingly meaningless match until we saw what happened on SmackDown and then you have him beating Andrade. I think you know, I think this is a hundred percent building a guy up to get knocked down and and Nakamura is winning this match. Uh, next, the next match. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna get this one because I, I can't believe I didn't bring it up first. The cruiserweight championship: Drew Gulak versus Humberto uh, Carrillo you. versus Lince Dorado. I'm glad I get to make the first pick on this. Uh, That's why I changed the order. <laughs> just kidding. Fuck knows. I, I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like I'm just gonna say Drew Gulak. Like this again. If you do the math, where like a championship has to change. Well, couldn't you just give like Humberto's been a guy that they clearly like, and they could just maybe yes. give him like that. I could see them doing that, but Drew Gulak's the guy that actually has some value, and people know who he is, even if you're not watching 205 Live. I don't, I don't fucking know, man. Maybe, and then a triple threat, you've got the ability to get the belt off him without beating him too. So I don't really know how much they're worried about that when it comes to the cruiserweights. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if they... I think the guy who's writing that cares. I don't think anyone else does. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like... I don't know. Fuck it. Fuck it. Humberto. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. That's, Why not? that's also my pick, and, and and my pick is I'm picking him because again they clearly think this guy is something. Yeah. Um, they've been featuring him for a year now, or it feels like maybe six months. Through all of the um, random NXT appearances and the random matchup matchups with uh, strong talent on that show, I think this is a guy that they like. I could see him pinning um, Lindsay Dorado so that we get a Gulak Carrillo match in the future. So um, I think they they want to keep Gulak in the main event there as like one of the featured guys. Um, another guy that could show up on NXT that would that would give you a crazy match is Drew Gulak. So sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with Carrillo as well. AJ? Um, I need to make up some points, don't I, boys? Uh, I mean, I don't know. You might be right about everything. Who knows? Yeah. No, I'm talking about over the... Over the oh, no, we, uh, we, we this, started, po- this starts a new one. We capped the last one at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brandon was the big loser. Because yeah. he is always. Um, <laughs> except, except, I mean, I did have cancer. Except with cancer. Right. I yeah, beat that. He beat cancer. Only one he won. Uh, <laughs> it's an important one, though. Yeah, it's, uh, I, would, I would pick that one. I, would, I, would, I, would, I, I get I, up for my opponents. Yeah. I play I would, down to my opponents. <laughs> you play the level of your competition. Respect. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Drew Gulak just because I think if they really want to, if they really want to push Humberto, then they need to have him beat Gulak straight up. And this is an easy way for Gulak to steal, just like Baron Corbin did in the Triple Threat on Monday. Have Gulak steal it, and that's then that that's the other side to a Triple Threat. You're right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, next. 
All right, let's go with uh, the New Day versus the Revival for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. That would be you. I'm picking the Revival just because they've been in the main event with Randy Orton, and I think they figure out a way to keep this feud going for a little while longer. Even though Glenn's gonna punch a wall, but I I do think the Revival wins this match. I'm not gonna punch a wall over that. I won't punch a wall over that. I I won't. I like only because we know what's looming is Hell in a Cell. Like like, there's there's correct. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But go ahead. I picked the Revival. I know it's AJ now. Uh, I am also picking the revival, and it pains me to do so because, you know, big fan of the New Day. Probably biggest fan of the New Day. Um, but I, I think that there's a story being told, and I think that I'm very excited for what I think is going to happen to Hell in a Cell. Yes. Do you think that Hell in a Cell is going to be all three of them? Like you, I do. You think it's yes. a three-on-three three Hell in a Cell match? Yes. So, you know, that would be that would be interesting. Like, it would sure as shit be interesting. There's no doubt about that. I guess, All the titles on the line. I guess my question is, like, do you have to have it be Kofi and the Revival? Do, does everybody have to? Like, I don't know how you have to do that in order to have it be all titles on the line in a match like that. Um... Again, I'm not gonna. I, I'm sort of accepting this as being a pay per view. When I say like we have to have some belts change hands, I guess there's part of me that's like mm, kinda, because I think that most of these things we assume continue on because Hell in a Cell is looming. Now, as it turns out, we got to keep in mind they've only done a few Hell in a Cell matches at Hell in a Cell over the years. So, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the New Day. I actually think that you could do this so that, um you do still do that match that you guys are talking about at Hell in a Cell, but nobody loses. Like, it's it just drags on for one more. This is your last chance. We'll give all of you one last chance in order to win the titles in a Hell in a Cell, so I'm going to stick with the New Day here. Okay. So, the next match, and I did look back at the last, while we were talking, I looked back at the last couple Clash of the Champions, and they do not change a lot of t- championships at this ah, pay-per-view. All right. There's like one for every pay-per-view. Anyway, there's only been a couple of them. Um, the next match is, uh, let's go ahead and do the Raw Tag Team Championships, which is Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I think this is going a clear direction. Uh, this is AJ? Uh, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler. I, mean, I don't know how you would pick against Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Like, I, I mean, it I, has to be them. I guess you would argue it'd be more interesting if somehow Braun and and Seth were to win. But like, I just I can't fathom how that would be the case. Yeah, I'm same. Roode and Ziggler. Um, although I'm I'm a little bit confused that the club is still so involved in all of this, um, and and where that's going. Uh, unless it was just to get matches on Raw, which is fine, but. It kind of, I don't know. I mean, you could argue that, like, you could have them screw things up on Sunday night and there could be another tag team title match on Monday night or something like that. I, I, like, I don't know. There's a million things that you could right. do. But. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and do the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus who, AJ? The Guns! <laughs> Charlotte Flair. Um, whose pick is That's this? That's mine. Um... I, I, no, Bailey, you're doing too much with Bailey right now. The answer's Bailey. 
Yeah. I, I, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's Brandon's uh, yeah, Brand, Brand, pick. Think, it's Brandon's pick. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know, I think I think that's why I picked Sasha to win because I think you get a scenario where Bailey and Sasha both have the, the title, um, and, and Bailey's keeping it. Yes. Yeah, that's what I think too. I think Bailey. Um, I think Bailey's going to help Sasha win. And Sasha's going to help Bailey win. I think. Um, again, I'm going to go back to you. Have another pay per view in between. I think you want to do a women's hell in the cell match, uh, and that's why I think it's going to be the Sasha Becky moment there. Because I think that we're all kind of in agreement that this sets up a Raw versus SmackDown. Because as you guys know, that's the Survivor Series is the only time all year <laughs> when you could possibly have a competitor from Raw that would face a competitor from SmackDown. It's 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 amazing. It's like the MLB All Star Game. It's just really incredible. Um, where everybody knows also at the MLB All Star Game, it's the only time all year where anybody from the American League faces anybody from the National League. I think everybody knows that. So it's a lot like that. They're very similar concepts. Um, I think that you, we all agree that we're looking to a two versus two matchup at that Survivor Series, um, which isn't traditional, but it just seems to be very logical what they're looking to do between now and then. And so, yeah, I ultimately think that you're going to end up having um, Bailey and Sasha be the champs by then, but I'm just staggering when they become the champs in order to get to there. Um. Why don't we just give us what we want and give us Sasha Bailey three at uh for title not title versus title but I mean I guess it could yeah, be title be versus champ. Title. if you're doing it that way you would say that the champ versus champ yeah I mean could, I mean that's what they do at Survivor Series that is true. whether they it's do, the titles or not they, that's no, who, they do, who they usually fights they do champ versus champ you're right I just but but to me um I think that Sasha versus Bailey is could be a plan towards WrestleMania. I think this could be long drawn out. Um, we still have Ronda looming as well. Maybe. WrestleMania yeah, we'll see. we'll see. Yeah, Ronda's coming back to fight Becky Lynch and nobody else. Yes. You don't think she would come back to do the four horsewomen thing? I mean, yeah, that's a, that's the other option, too. Right. I think that she would I'm come back. I'm saying if she's coming back to fight one person in a match, it's Becky. I agree with that. I think that she would do Becky Lynch, and I think she would do a four horsewoman. I think the question what? is, do they know that they have the four horsewomen as an option? If they do, right. then I think and, and, they, they've got to blow off some of these things between now and then in order to get the four of them back together. I mean, here's how you get there. You have a couple sort of schmozzy finishes here that brings all four of them together in a fatal four-way hell in a cell match then you have the four horsewomen beat the shit out of all four of them uh come out and beat the shit out of all four of them during that match then you have survivor series horsewomen versus horsewomen i mean oh so you, you think they're pulling the trigger on that that quickly okay i don't think they are i'm saying you could i don't think yeah. i don't think that's realistic but i mean it, um, look, that's the place to do a match like that like if you're gonna do a, a that type of match it's definitely the place to do it it just feels like that now, with the argument being that with NXT, who's, who's going to be? The, oh, we got to. This is, should be a side bet that we do too. Who's going to be the old geezer wrestler that they bring back for Survivor Series? <laughs> sting. Who's going to be the Sting or the Goldberg? Kurt Angle or the Goldberg? Uh, you know what? Isn't Survivor Series in Houston this year? Undertaker. Yep. I mean, it's, under, it's Undertaker. I mean, that counts. Yeah. I mean. I was actually going to say Booker T, right? Like you have, ah, like, there it is. You have Booker T do a match in Houston. Okay, just so we're all clear, I'm all in on the spit of Rudy still. Yeah, I mean, like I actually, I actually, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> Who wouldn't be down to see Booker T versus R Truth, 
No, 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 no. I just thought of something better. Uh-oh. Survivor Series. One on that one match. King Corbin versus King, King Booker. Booker. Oh, you know Booker. what? You're you know what? That's actually perfect. That's actually <laughs> fucking perfect. You're not you're not wrong. All right. Uh what's next? All right. So do we all pick that match? Yes, we all went with Bailey. Okay. Which let's let's go with the SmackDown title first. We've got Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Uh, that is AJ. And I am picking Randy Orton to so win. So you're that lining match. all of them up with the belts now. Yes, that's how you get the rematch back. You have the you have the all three to all the the titles change hands. So then the New Day has to dig deep and they decide we're going to do three versus three. All the belts on the line inside Hell in a Cell. Um, I'm I'm picking Randy Orton. I'm just putting the belts on different sides of things, right? Like I'm having Orton with with the belt and the New Day with the other belts, and everybody everything goes on the line for that match. So I'm I'm picking Randy Orton to win. I'm gonna stick with Kofi. I just don't I don't know why you have him lose here at Clash of the Champions. I think. Um, now, if the answer is you because lose him. The Hell in only a Cell, answer, he can win it back. Yeah, that's um, the only answer. The only answer is you have him lose here so that he can win it back at Hell in a Cell. That's the only answer. Well, and there's something else we need to think about in that Survivor Series, which is what match do they want to see at Survivor Series, which would make me think they'd want the belt on Orton um, just because of who potentially could be the champion uh, one of three people um, that could be the champion on the other side. Um, although, if it's who I think it's going to be, maybe Kofi is is better because it's going to be like a sacrificial lamb situation. But I don't know. I'm going with Kofi here. I don't think that you know you've done all this work for him to lose to Randy Orton. Um, I think that the whole point of the story is to show that he can overcome Randy Orton. So I'm going to stick with Kofi, maybe some kind of DQ or something, but I think he's keeping the title. All right, all right. Well, I mean, but look, if he loses, he loses. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He loses, I he know, loses. I know. Here's, But here's the most difficult one for me, considering what we now know. Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship, knowing that the winner is facing the Fiend at Hell in a Cell. I, I don't know why that's that difficult. Um, I mean, I... I, like I, this was always a match between two faces, right? Like so. Here's why it's difficult because whoever is facing him has to lose. So, do they? Who, yes. Or or does this have to have a or could this have a screwy finish where the fiend three shows up during the middle of the match? Well, that's definitely happening. But I'm just saying, who who comes out with the title? Is I'm this, saying I'm saying just like when Undertaker showed up. I think it was like SummerSlam, or I don't even remember what he well, showed but up what, to. But Brandon, your point is that whoever whoever has the title at the end of the night, you say has to lose to Bray Wyatt at yes at Hell in a Cell. And I'm not. That's the part that I'm not sure. I wholly agree with, and I get your argument is why the fuck are you putting the Fiend in the the match? Yeah. If you're well, the answer is because you want to have the Fiend in a Hell in a Cell match. Like and it's Halloween, and right. it, I mean like, that, that's, that's like, the that's, thing that I hate about all this is like if that's what they're doing. Because it's Halloween and they can play up the Hell in a Cell with the Fiend, and then he's just going to lose. Like, because remember, a Hell in a Cell is not a cage match where you can escape and win. And that would be the one where I'd be okay with it. 
This is one where he's going to have to also spin. remember. You got to also remember, Brandon. Hell in a Cell is also the place where literally it's designed to keep people out, and it never fucking does. Also true. That is also. Yeah, but true. who's gonna? But, but right, th- right. But th- that would favor the fiend, though. Right. Like you would, you would, you would favor the heel. Um, look, I, I who's picking? It's my pick. I go first. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, here's what I'll say: is I don't know that there will be a winner in this match on Sunday. Ultimately, I I do think I'm going to pick Seth because I believe Seth is going to have the title at the end of the night. For what it's worth, I tend to agree. I think Seth's going to drop the title to Bray Wyatt at Hell in a Cell. Um, I don't know, as AJ points out, that you can't figure out something that you could do, and whatever that is, maybe that's Braun Strowman getting involved because he's pissed off that he didn't right. cleanly lose. I don't know that there aren't options or a way that you couldn't get around this if you don't want to have Bray Wyatt win the title. But ultimately, I think it sort of makes sense to give Bray Wyatt a title run here while the character's hot, um, while it's working, and while you're sort of in that football season mentality where you can try some different things, do some different things, and then maybe try to uh, get somebody else hot again by having them chase. So... I'll tell you, I'll go with Seth. I'll go with Seth dropping the belt We'll get when we get there, but I'll pick Seth for now. Yeah, I'm also picking Seth for now. I think it makes more sense if we... the other And, and the other possibility is exactly what you said. This match is a no contest of some kind, and we get all three of them um, at Hell in a Cell, which then I think... I'd almost at this the problem, point, yeah, but I'd almost I'd almost sort of be surprised if we didn't. I got it. Like, there's a right. part of it me that has just, to be all three of them, right? There's a part of me that like wants to pick. And that's how that's how you do. You have this via no contest. You have the fiend interrupt the match and leave Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins laying, and then uh, and then you go off air. So, do you want to pick a no contest? No, I'm I'm okay. gonna pick Seth Rollins. Okay, that's where I'm at. Like I, to me, I do think the most likely scenario. But is But I think that is a very real possibility. And that's yeah. the problem. Like, there's a part of me that really just wants to pick it because I think that we all know that's the most obvious thing to do here to have all three of them in the match, and then that gives you the options where you don't have to have the fiend lose, where you don't r- ruin that if you want to go that route. But ultimately, I just, I think it's the most logical thing to have the fiend win the belt. I just, why not? Why not have him have the belt? For a little while, while he's hot, while people are fucking into it, and again, I love the idea of the Fiend being Universal Champion, validi- uh, validating uh, Bray Wyatt being a Universal and WWE Champion. Right. Yes. Uh, however, the coolest thing about there being a triple threat, if they do go that way with Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, and the Fiend, is who wins. Like you genuinely don't know who could win. Right, right. Any creates, one of them could right. Win it creates that. a scenario absolutely where it because doesn't. if it's one on one, you have to do the fiend, or you've ru- uh, you're you're going down the road to ruining it. But I, what I'm saying um, is, even if you're planning on being the fiend, I have I think it's better if it's via triple threat that like you yes, go in there with the option where p- there are fewer people are feeling the way that you're feeling, Brandon, and there's more of a feeling of oh, it legitimately anybody could could walk out of this, that the reason why you did it this way was to make sure that there were options. So Right, and I love that. Um, I, I will say this, and, and, and uh, I know it's a dark match, and I know the purpose of dark matches, but did you see what the dark match was at SmackDown? No. They did The Fiend in the main event dark match versus the B-team, and essentially in a, in a handicap match... He beat them, and the crowd was fucking 
wild. No, of like course they the Stone were. Cold yeah, Steve of course Austin. they were. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. That makes all. Well, the well, sense so so like they have to have that in the back. Like they clearly booked him as a face in that dark match. Um, so they have to have that in the back of their minds too. Like, well, they, they know, they've I mean, got like, like the biggest. Yeah, they know the reaction's hot. Like they know yeah. it's hot, and so the idea of striking while the iron's hot makes. I don't know. I don't know if you know this or not, Brandon. Just just because the fiend hasn't wrestled on TV, he's been wrestling on house shows all the damn time. So, I feel like they would know that he gets cheered a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think they've not known like that. this though. Like you, you watch the video. Like it was. I mean, it's New York. It's Madison Square Garden. So, you know that crowd is a little different. It'll be interesting to see what the reaction is in a like a Charlotte. Um, I think it'll be the same. Uh, I don't. I don't know. But but they clearly book this as like the send the crowd home moment uh, at the end of SmackDown to get people to stay for two hundred five live. So I don't know. It's, it's just a very interesting to me now that you essentially then let's say they do this, you've got three faces in this match. Essentially, I know he's supposed to be a heel, but. That's not the reaction. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and that and that could lead to a brawn turn. That could lead to a lot of things. Yeah, during the right. during the process. Right. That's all the matches, by the way. All right, very good. Those are our picks. Uh, maybe we'll find out who Aaron picked, and maybe we'll just tell him to go fuck himself. Um, well, either way, we'll tell him to go fuck himself. Like, no matter what we do. Uh, when we come back in, we'll talk more about the week that was in WWE later on in the show. Brian Idol's going to join us, so that's all coming up. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Brandon, and he's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Pressbox's Project Game Day is back, as we'll be with you to react immediately during and after every Baltimore football game this season. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime with various guests joining him the moment the game wraps up, including the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Pressbox's Ken Zalis, and Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports. Pressbox's Project Game Day is made possible by great partners. Costa Sid, Wise Markets, Glen Burnie Transmissions, Glory Days Grill, and the U.S. Army. Like Pressbox on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sports And watch Project Game Day there every game day this season. Kane is in the building. They can't, they can't say that. Well, they could. It's HBO. All right, uh, back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Uh, I guess it's just me and Aaron for segment number two, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. Uh, the, uh, the boys will definitely be back for segment number three. As uh, coming up a little bit later on, we will chat with Brian Idol, who is the new Sausage, Cassage, Ca- Sausage Castle Wrestling Champion. We'll also talk to him about, uh, I think I saw that he got into the ring with the Bagel Boss guy recently. And, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that, and we will talk to him about uh, his moment at the Evolve show earlier mm-hmm. this summer, as obviously uh, he was in the ring when Paul Heyman came out. We'll talk to him about all of that. So that is all coming up in a bit. But, Aaron, uh, we did our picks in segment number one. All right, Aaron, let's make your picks. We will start. This is, of course, for Clash of Champions. We'll start with Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan. You know, I really want to pick Rowan. The, the logical things is Rowan, but I don't think that Rowan is going over Reigns here. Uh, it'll probably be some sort of DQ ending to further wherever the hell they're going with this direction, which who the hell knows what it is. 
Uh, both Brandon and I picked Eric Rowan. It's the only interesting thing they can do. Uh, I, I agree with you, but and it, I mean, like it, you still have to set up Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, and it's right, a no you, disqualification. Well, assuming match. it is Daniel Bryan, it has to be. It <laughs> must be. We'll leave that alone. Uh, AJ Styles, Cedric Alexander. I'm going with AJ Styles here. I think it's going. They're going to do a lot to make Cedric look good. Yes, I think Cedric could win it in the future. But I think it's going to be, you know, Cedric has it and, and just, you know, uh, yeah. AJ Styles has a miracle reversal into a phenomenal forearm to win, that sort of thing. Women's tag titles, Alexa and Nikki versus Fire and Desire. Uh, it, get me Alexa and Nikki there. It's actually getting interesting with them, so so let them hold on yeah, to it for a while. It still should be Fire and Desire. Uh, Sasha and Becky. <sighs> I'm going with Sasha for this one. Oh. Right. I, I, um, I think that Sasha wins it and you, you start off with the, the new, however they're building. I know it's not, you know, Raw is staying on it. Assuming that Becky and Sasha both stay on Raw. I don't know if you guys talked about that at all, that there's still likely to be a draft here, which is kind of complicating a lot of these matches. Sure, of course. But I, I think Becky can chase for a little bit. Shinsuke Nakamura in The Miz? Uh, gotta be Shinsuke. Uh, I'm afraid, you know. Sammy's involved, and we've said it's so interesting for a while that then he always just loses, and now that Sammy's involved with Nakamura, maybe it's the same thing. But Shinsuke has to win That's here. That's why I picked The Miz. Um, <laughs> Drew Gulak, uh, the triple threat for the, uh, the the Cruiserweight title. Um, It sounds like they're actually going to start folding 205 Live into NXT, at least uh, you know merge them in some way. And I think that Drew Gulak is the most natural guy to do that, as much as I'd love them to finally do something with Lince Dorado. Uh, Drew Gulak retains here. New Day and the Revival? Uh, give me the New Day. Yeah, no real reason, just the, New Day. The Raw Tag Team titles? <sighs> I, I guess I'm going with Rude and Ziggler here. I, I just have a weird feeling about this one that this could be the swerve and Rollins and Braun actually end up retaining. Uh, Bailey and Charlotte? This is the toughest one for me. This is the, the real toughest one for me. Because I think that Bailey should retain. I think that, you know, you just did this heel turn. It would be really weak to then just drop it. But the thing, you know, with SmackDown going to Fox, Charlotte has been so prominently involved with all of the market. Like, she is the number one person marketed on all of you ever. You know, obviously on football, when you see the commercials and stuff, she's basically the number one person on all of those commercials. Um, it's in Charlotte, so that complicates factors. I'm going to say Charlotte wins here, but I could see it being via DQ or something. In fact, I, I kind of thought of something where you have Sasha, you know, Sasha calls the DQ, they're beating up Charlotte, Becky comes out, they beat up Becky, and that happens before the Sasha-Becky match, which gives Becky a reason to lose to Sasha. Okay. But I, I'm going with Charlotte here. I just don't know if she's going to end up walking away with the title or not. Uh, by the way, until that match, you had picked everything the exact same way as AJ. Literally oh, no. everything had been the exact same. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Kofi and Randy Orton? Man, everything's screaming a Randy Orton win here, isn't it? I, I, I think it's a really bad look, but everything is screaming a Randy Orton look. Uh, I, I guess I'm going with Randy. But I, I think it's a mistake if they do. All right. And Seth and Braun. Man, 
You know what? I, I don't think anyone picked this way. And if I'm going exactly the same as AJ, I'm going to go something a little bit different. I'm going no contest on this one. Uh, I'm saying way, we all think it's going to be a no contest, but none of us had the balls to pick it. Okay, then yeah, I'm picking a no contest okay. because obviously Gene gets involved, and and it does. You know, as much as we were saying, oh, you know, you can have it where Seth wins via whatever cheap way. Like Braun shouldn't be losing again. Granted, we've been saying that for two years, and it's never mattered. But Braun shouldn't be losing. Look, we, we all believe it's going to be a no contest. I don't know why we all – it's just none of us ever have the guts to pick a no contest. So Okay, well, fine. I'll have the guts this time. There you go. So you have all of two matches different than AJ for the okay. entire night. Um, anything from this past week that you particularly wanted to discuss? Um, you know, I mean – I'm trying to think of what would happen. It's uh, it's Thursday by well, now. I mean, are so. you okay? So we we talked a little run, bit about run it. Through some are of the are you that... are you as uh, like? Do you assume that we're going to see Kevin Owens on NXT next Wednesday night? Yeah, I mean, he's tweeted it out basically. He tweeted out uh, the numbers, but like the numbers. Like, yeah, that, I, that, to I assume... me, that's a big difference. That to me could uh, like as soon as you turned off your TV on Tuesday night, the first thing everyone had to think was, oh. That's how they get him on the NXT next Wednesday. And I wonder if they have him do that or he does that almost just to mess with people because he knows that's what the conversation is. Whereas if he was definitely going to NXT, wouldn't they want to promote that somehow? Hey, tune in to NXT on Wednesday night because that's the new home of Kevin Owens or something along those lines. Here's the thing. The question is, I, I do think he shows up on NXT. I think... I don't know if that's his new permanent home. I think this could be, you know, we're going to start seeing this more. More of the main roster guys showing up on NXT. I think he does show up next week. I think that's what they're telling us without telling us. Um, and that he's going to show up. I, I doubt that's his new home, though. I do think you are going to see more people actually making that. And I think that's going to be part of the draft. Assuming we actually have the draft. And it's not just, you know, smoke with no fire there. But I, I think that he's going to show up. He's going to do something. But by November, at the earliest, he's back on either SmackDown or Raw permanently. Um, I I probably no, nah, I don't know if I probably agree with that. And I like I I am interested in see how they're planning on doing this with NXT. Like I I I think it would be better to have these guys go there for six months to a year. I don't know that I would love one to two month or one program appearances. Now I do. I am interested in you know how they handle takeovers. Like will they include maybe another NXT match on every pay-per-view, something along those lines. Right. That's interesting to me because if it's just takeovers, that makes it difficult, right? Because you're lo losing that opportunity to promote a pay-per-views. I think that they will have to involve NXT. The problem being you're dealing with once again now having, you know, like we've got an 11-match card for Clash of Champions, and right. they had to boot the King of the Ring final off the pay-per-view because they already had too many matches, Right. So there's going to be a match problem when it comes to pay-per-views and length of pay-per-views unless they consider splitting pay-per-views again moving forward. I'd be interested in seeing how that goes. I don't think any of us want to lose takeovers in the process. Maybe it's adding two more takeovers here's, per year. Here's the interesting thing about that is that at the very least, the takeover schedule is not going to be the same as it was. We already know, or at least we are fairly certain there is no takeover Royal Rumble weekend. They are replacing that with a World's Collide show okay. that's going to be on that Saturday. Okay. So at the very least they're changing the schedule. Um so some they're doing something different with takeover. Again, we have to accept that NXT is going to be a standalone, you know, brand and yes. I don't think that 
that you can do that without having regular pay-per-view matches. I think you must have regular pay-per-view matches in order for it to establish itself as a brand. Now, why you would get rid of something that's worked so well as TakeOver the night before, I guess if your argument is... You know, hey, we don't, you know, we, we don't, we don't want to separate NXT from these other two brands. We just want to treat it as a third brand altogether. I don't know. It's it's an inter- that's interesting to me how they're going to go about doing that. I, I it's something yeah. they're going to have to to put work into and figure out because I, I, it's a fine line to me what you're walking with there. I mean, the whole thing is just a very fine line. We still don't know fully. You know, is it starting in October? Is it definitely two hours? Or are we going to do this one hour, one hour thing? Like, there, there's so much we just don't know about it right now. I agree with you, by the way, that if people are going over, I would prefer that they go over long term. I just don't know if Kevin Owens is that guy to spend six months to a year in NXT. Um, why not? He seems to be the perfect I, one to do that. I, I, I guess it just depends how you're treating NXT. If you are treating NXT as an exact equal to Raw or SmackDown, okay. Otherwise, it's hard to, you know, like, you've... Kevin Owens is has been built as not necessarily your star of stars, but a true upper upper talent. Right. Like, but you're gonna need you're, upper upper talents on that show. Like you can't do a TV but for, show. But with for no... six months to a year, I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's, it's part of the we're completely changing what NXT is. I, that's the problem. I think we have to like I, I can accept yeah. that NXT might not be the same as Raw or SmackDown. But the answer isn't Rusev is the star of NXT. This is a TV show. Well, you that, have to get... I, I don't think you should be building these guys around these established stars. Like, again, and part of it is because I love NXT so much with what it is. And, like, like, hypothetically, if Kevin Owens is spending a year there, Kevin Owens should run roughshod over NXT the way you've portrayed Kevin Owens and the way you've portrayed NXT. But he hasn't... Wait, 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 wait. Two things. He hasn't run roughshod anywhere. And, again, secondarily... I. Like, we have to accept that this is different now. Like, we, we can't... I, I, and that's the thing. And that's what I have to get my mind around. It is going to be different. But then you have to, you know, if that's the case, then yes, you have to... St- I, I think part of it is you have to start mixing in and you have to start letting NXT people getting over. Because, you know, in large part, you know, NXT has been portrayed on screen as lower. Like, the guys who are coming up, Oh, you know, they come up for NXT. Yeah, they're NXT champion, but they haven't done anything on Raw yet. Like, that's how they've been portrayed. And, you know, you can't do that if you're going to do this. Um, I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, I don't think there's any wrestling fan in the world who thinks it would be weird if um, Velveteen Dream and Kevin Owens had a match and Velveteen Dream were to win. Like, I don't think anybody on the planet would think anything of that. Now, I, I, I disagree. I think that there are the... However, you know, the, what, 60 to 70% of the audience that doesn't watch NXT, that would find that weird right now. Um, okay, if you're just talking about the, the, the exclusive part that don't know that NXT exists. Not, not um, even that don't know, not necessarily that don't if know exists. If you've watched NXT, but, you, know, you, know that, you know that Velveteen Dream is a superstar. Like you, I, I think that if, I don't, I question that. Yes, just because of how many people generally watch a NXT and TakeOver versus how many people watch Raw. I don't know that Velveteen Dream is a super superstar to those people. Well, I mean, again, if you're not watching it all, at all, at all, yes. at all, at well, all, and I, I think that's a significant part of the USA audience. Perhaps I'm look. I mean, I think you're going to be introducing certain people as stars immediately. I think that there's going to be no doubt about that. 
I think that yes. the reason why Kevin Owens makes such a logical choice to do this for six months to a year is because it works on both levels. I don't think it hurts Kevin Owens in any way, and I think Kevin Owens is super popular with NXT fans. So I think to keep NXT yes. fans sure. invested in this new... If you were going to do that with a top-level star, then Kevin Owens is certainly he's the one to do it with, unless you wanted to do it with Sami Zayn or someone, but, but he's Kev- not a top-level But he's star. not. That's the point. Like Kevin yes. Owens is a top-level yeah. star that immediately yes. will draw an audience that wouldn't have otherwise found NXT, and at the exact same time will not piss off the NXT fan base that's worried that this is going to become you know WWE Junior or whatever it is yeah um, I, I think I just think you have to be very careful when you're dealing with a former universal champion a guy who you know basically they have to realize that they have to whether it's commentary however they treat it they have to make it very clear that this isn't Kevin Owens going down to play with NXT. This is a guy who's equal to anyone at NXT, and that means NXT is on the universal title level. I mean, but I, I, I again, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of that type of stuff coming. Like, I, I don't, and, and, and as long as they do it, I'm just saying they have to be careful because, in general, you know, they do call it, they call it a call up from NXT. But I, I in th- general, okay. Yeah. Did you see Johnny Gargano's tweet? Uh, I don't think I did. Okay. Uh, I might have. I saw several. Uh, Explain to me. In which fairness, ones I have not watched this. So we're taping right now on Thursday. I have not watched NXT from last night, but I get the sense that this was part of the storyline for NXT yes, last night. I did watch it. Okay. Yes. So Johnny Gargano tweets the following. He says, I made my choice. I poured my heart and soul into this brand for years. You think I'm going to leave now that everything I helped work towards is finally happening? Not a chance. And this is the big line. The phrase, going up is dead. We're the main roster now. I, I and and as long as they they keep that up and keep all appearances of it that it is equal to Raw or SmackDown. I, but I, again, I don't know that it has to be equal as much as it's different. Like I I think that what you're okay, going fine. to see it, it can't be viewed portrayed in any way as lesser. As as Johnny Gargano said, okay, there is no more calling up. I, I think you're using clever terminology that maybe doesn't exist. I think that you're you're creating something else. It's still going to be a show that tapes from the same place, and it's not in an arena yes. every week. So yes. it's not going to no. look the exact same every week. But I think what they're going to portray it as is different, not lesser. That this is That's a right. different as, as, as brand. As long as they do that, it's it's not. I, and I don't I, I don't know. What I agree. I, no, no, no. I, I agree with you. We're on the same page here. My my point is simply that I don't trust them to do that properly. Okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> I, I will, we will find out. We will find out. Yeah. All right, anything else that jump out at you from this week? Um, I mean, I just want to talk about just, first of all, I, I don't think they're in trouble of, of making Corbin a face, but Corbin's looks so good in this run. This run has done week. so much for Corbin. They, it's amazing. I, mean, we, I literally said a week ago, this was, they, they did, if they, if they were trying to come out of this with Baron Corbin still being the top heel, and if the point of the entire tournament was just to troll with Baron Corbin, they've done it the wrong way. They just flat yeah. out have. They've done it the wrong way if this is all supposed to be LLL, LOL Baron Corbin level trolling. Now, if the idea of this was come out of it with him looking really good, then then okay, they've accomplished that. But if the yeah. bit here was we're gonna make Baron Corbin the king of the ring because ha ha jokes on you, Baron Corbin won the fucking king of the ring, it, that ain't happening here. Like we're not the joke can't just be Baron Corbin. You're gonna have to tell something else because you've just made him look good and do good work for the last few weeks, and that's what wrestling fans want to see. So we don't hate Baron Corbin quite as much right now as we otherwise would. It's 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 incredible that you're almost 
you know, as long as it's the right opponent, obviously, you know, you're not going to stick him in with, with a, a guy who can't work and he's going to put on a good match. What we're showing during this match is you're not going to overbook it if you're going to basically let Baron Corbin hit the impact moves while the other guy, you know, can, can really work in between those power moves. Like, Baron Corbin can put on a great match. I mean, correct. Like, he, he can. I... I, it's a, it's weird. I mean, we talked a lot about it last week. It's really weird. It's a really weird situation to be in with Baron Corbin where, again, what made it brilliant to begin with is, oh, my God, you're just going to do this entire thing to troll everyone with Baron Corbin. That's yes. wonderful. But we're just in a different place at the end of yeah. it where, like, you're not trolling us with Baron Corbin. We're good with this. Give us some more Baron Corbin right now. Like, we're on board. Is, any, is anyone not looking forward to Baron Corbin and Chad Gable? Of course. I mean, I, the truth being... Uh, let's let's just tell the truth about that. I don't think that they've accomplished with Chad Gable yet what they wanted to accomplish. Well, I, I don't know what they've wanted to accomplish with Chad Gable. I, That's I, the one thing. I think that, well, they were trying to do the scrappy underdog bit, which is all well and good, but it's only been scrappy underdog. Like that, that's the, Well, it's, it's been comical scrappy. Like, it's been, like, you know, A, a you know, I, I wish he had gotten over perfectly cleanly. I over a, I wish Kevin Owens wasn't involved. If he had gone, by the way, that's the other weird bit. Can you can you imagine a year ago saying, "Oh, by the way, in the next year, Shane McMahon is going to pin Dolph Ziggler, Roman Reigns, and The Miz, but lose to Chad Gable." Um, <laughs> no. Uh, um, <laughs> like that that hit me the other day. I was like, "Wait a second, we're we're doing this booking?" No. But yeah, I mean, and then all of the, "Oh my God, he's tiny. He looks like a kid. He's a baby." Like, well, and I get that. Like, in part, you're th that's Vince McMahon, right? Like, that's that's what that's one hundred percent. That's what Vince. he thinks is funny, right? Like, so yeah. In the process, you're trying to get him over the scrappy underdog. I don't know that people are desirous of more Chad Gable right now. I think, and that's the problem is because you've only. You haven't even really done him as a scrappy underdog. You've almost done it. You, you know what you've done? You've you've created like Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, in a but way. not yeah. quite as credible as Mikey Whipwreck. Like it's like underdog, but he's also an underdog who beat Elias, and like he needed a really strong win in the semifinal. Or he didn't beat Elias. He beat Shelton Benjamin, right. and Andrade was good, but they didn't play it up as big. Right. So it's like he's a scrappy underdog, but he doesn't have that one huge win yeah. that you need to, it to be a scrappy no, underdog. I'm, I'm hoping that will be a classic on Monday night. They will really give that the time, and that will be the moment. Um, but I just don't... I but don't presumably think... Corbin's going over. He should, but I think that even a strong match between the two of them would be good for Chad Gable. I, it's It's been oddly booked, you know what I mean? Like I, It has been oddly booked. Again, we are all all of our premises have been uh, thrown off a bit during this process. So right. I don't really know what they're accomplishing with it, and ultimately it doesn't matter because I said from the beginning this isn't really a thing. It means nothing. All right. Well, all, and, all and I don't get... know how much you've talked about. Like I love the way that they're talking about the King of the Ring, how it's launched so many careers. Like, let's be honest about the King of the Ring. Most people have not gotten over because of the King no. of the Ring. Like, yeah, yes, you get. You know, they always show talk about stone cold it's like king of the ring had nothing other than the fact that he made that promo at the king of the ring like winning king of the ring had nothing to do with stone cold's ascendancy he wasn't even on SummerSlam after he won king of the ring like he got over because a he was getting over anyways and b he started feuding with bret hart in november after king of the ring like king mm. of the ring had almost nothing to do with stone cold same with most of the people that they point out at king of the ring there are a couple people who have used it well obviously Booker became King Booker, and that helped him get over. You could say Owen Hart with the, the King of Hearts did, 
But overwhelmingly, King of the Ring has nothing to do with how someone's treated uh, in wrestling. I mean, fact. All facts. It's just a costume. That's it. Like, it's a costume and a gimmick that's gotten over a little bit. Like, that's it. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it means nothing for me, nothing to me whatsoever, and I'll have forgotten about it within moments outside of King Booker. Now, we did throw out the scenario because you know at Survivor Series they're going to want to have somebody come back, right? Um, like the, yeah. And, and because it's in Houston, I thought... Okay, go go Baron versus Booker. I did throw that out. Like, we threw that out yeah, as a that's, possibility. That's not a terrible idea. I kind of love it, to be honest with you. Like, I Yeah, I, I, the, are you, I assume you would have Corbin go of over? Of course you have Corbin go over. A thousand percent yes. you have Corbin okay, go I over. Okay, I just want to make sure. But, but it <laughs> works because, like, you, you're not at a place with Booker where, like, it's so played out that you wouldn't... Like, you actually would be semi-interested in, like, I wonder what that looks like. And the gimmick works. Like, the whole thing works. It's in Houston. It makes a fuck ton of sense. Yeah, it, it absolutely works. And, and it also gets rid of any awkward. Okay, if you wanted to say you immediately move the guy, the winner into a title program or something, obviously you can't do that here because we know Bray Wyatt is coming, or at least we think Bray Wyatt is coming up next unless they change their minds. And so it's awkward. It's like, okay, you have him win for nothing. Then you, if you have Booker... And if he calls himself, you know, no, he can't call himself the King of Kings. That would call out Triple H. But the best King of the Ring ever, blood. And you could, fuck, you could even have him go over Billy Gunn, or or I guess he can't because he's AEW. But find, you know, I guess Regal was a former King of the Ring winner. Have him go over Regal or something like that. And then you face Booker in Houston. Yeah, that could work. I mean, I think it'd be incredible. I honestly think it would be incredible. Um, so, I mean, I'm, 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 now I'm actually going to be angry when we don't get it. <laughs> like, that's the funny part about it, is that yeah. I'm normally the guy that hates the idea of Legends Wrestling, but you know somebody is at Survivor Series because they've got a baseball sure. stadium and they're going to do it, and that to me is, is actually awesome. And, so, And that's how you should use it. It shouldn't be Undertaker versus Goldberg. It should be something, and that's what, actually, one of the reasons I kind of liked the, the whole Stone Cold aspect this time it's because they really did use it to put over some of the other guys. Like, they incorporated it. It wasn't just Stone Cold being Stone Cold. It was, you could say as aspects were a little bit awkward, but they used it to for, to make move the stories forward a little bit. And you had, like, Cedric and the War Raiders, even though the War Raiders thing has been a little nonsensical. Yeah, yeah. You know, toasting with Stone Cold at the end. Yeah. That's what it should be. Yeah, I mean, it's still... I, oh, it's I, still a little silly, I, but yeah. it's much better than their usage in the past. I understand. I understand. All right. Um, anything else? Uh, I kind of love what they're doing. I, I know you said you didn't see NXT yesterday. Um, I love what they're doing with the NXT women's division. Shocker. But um, so Candice was inserted into that uh, number one contender match next week, uh, you know, on USA. So Candice would be. But now they're also, they, they've portrayed Rhea Ripley as a equal to Shayna yeah. Baszler. Yeah, which is dope. So, yeah. Yeah, like, They've also turned what was a, getting a little bit stale with Shayna running over everybody into a really good point where next week, I don't know who wins. Like, I think they might be... I, when Candace was inserted into the match, I thought, oh, well, Candace, that's logical, and that's your perfect chase there. But Rhea Ripley, she didn't win because she got DQ'd because she ended up hitting Shayna with a chair after the other horsewomen got involved, and she was just like, screw this. This match isn't going to fish you. I'm going to hit you with a chair. But, like, she was going to win. So it could... I don't know where they're going with it, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's for the first time in a while. I really have no clue where they're going. And any way they go pretty much is a good way to go. I agree. All right, dude. Uh, get, your All pl- right. get your plugs in. 
watch the Daily Line 3 to 7 Eastern every day. If you're in D.C., Philly, Chicago, or the San Francisco Bay Area, you can watch on TV or NBCSports.com slash bet. All right, very good. And at the Aoster on Twitter is how you follow the Aoster, yes. the whole thing. All right, when we come back in, uh, Brian Idle is going to join us. We'll talk to him about everything he's been going on, had going on recently. We'll do that next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Around here, there are two kinds of chicken. Royal Farms' world-famous chicken and everything else. What's the difference? Royal Farms' chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms World Famous Chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, and of course... The main event. Well, it turns... uh, AJ Francis. And it turns out you ain't so fucking much the main event anymore, are you now? Uh, I would like to point out that I lost the belt to Brian Idol... In the main event. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. I see what you did there. Well, joining us now, the man who dethroned Frank took the Sausage Castle Wrestling Championship, a man who you've been seeing literally just about everywhere for the last few years, uh, a man who seriously looks the part, by the way. Like, I, I, does anybody meet you? By the Brian Idol's with us. Does anybody meet you on the street and look at you and say anything other than, I bet you're a professional wrestler? <laughs> I do get it. I, I do get it a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I get asked if I'm a stripper more, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, AJ, you get a lot of those questions too, don't you? Don't you always get asked by everybody if you're a stripper? Uh, <laughs> yes, actually. More so, I get asked if I'm ha- if I'm even human. Well, yeah, that's probably the case. Hey, hey, Brian, thank you for joining us, dude. Um, First of all, tell me about, like, I always try to get everybody to talk shit about AJ, and, and, like, it always makes me mad because I can't get anybody to do it. They always take the easy way, except Austin Gunn. Austin Gunn was the one guy who was willing to do it. Um, uh, Working with AJ, knowing the background that he came from as a football player, uh, who's only been doing this for a little while, uh, what were your expectations going into working with them, and and how did the actual match live up to what your expectations were? Um, all right, so I'll be honest about it. You know, I've been wrestling a long time, man, and like whenever you hear about you know people crossing over, especially from I mean, I've had it's not fair to say because I did meet one other dude who who was trying to cross over from the NFL. And, and he was pretty cool. But, you know, dude, my expectations were honestly probably that he was just gigantic and, you know, probably not that good and a little nuts. <laughs> oh, hang on. Some of that is true. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, here we go, man. This dude's, like, going to probably, you know, be the worst wrestler in the whole world. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Uh, and, by God, but, how great did it feel when it found out you were absolutely right? Yeah, right about the time where right about the time where he knees me through the ropes, like and my soul leaves my body. I was like, ah, I expected this. No, for real, man. I, I actually posted about it on Facebook, and it got some response. Like, it definitely got seen by a lot of people. Uh, I mean, he's a freak, dude, and uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. And not, you know, like I said, like this model, like uh, you know, WWE, you know, they love uh, recruiting, you know, former NFL guys, and, and you see like. 
you know, there was even a high profile. They were trying to get Sean. Like, not they were trying. Sean Merriman was trying to get in there a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. And uh, and actually, he was there. He was, you know, he was a guest at at like the WrestleMania hotel one year. And I remember I talked to him. And uh, you know, you wonder why they go after guys like that. And you know, most of the time it doesn't pan out. Um, but then you get in the ring. I said, you know, you get in the ring with somebody like AJ. And then you realize exactly why they want someone like that because he's gigantic. He's absolutely the strongest person I've ever been in the ring with physically. And I've wrestled everyone. <laughs> I'm saying there's no one even come close. Like he makes me feel like I'm a weightless rag doll. Like it's insane. I never had anybody <laughs> pick me up bent o- like while bending over, like you would like pick up your laundry, he picks me up and throws me on his back. Like I'm weightless. And, uh, on top of that, like you said, he hasn't been doing it very long, and he's super good for for the time. You know, he gets oh, it, and uh, you know, I mean, everybody has room for improvement or whatever. But like I said, when you see that ceiling of what somebody can be, you know, when they have that kind of physical skill set, as opposed to a comic book nerd who just, <laughs> who just loves wrestling, and even if you work really hard, man, you know, you can be the hardest working you know, Starbucks employee turned wrestler in the whole world. You just don't have some of those physical tools. And, you know, I think in today's, you know, climate of wrestling, it's becoming more and more rare to have someone like that. So, you know, he's special for sure. I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. It's the bottom line. And even I, even I shouted it out and not because I, I won a title off him or whatever. I mean, that was my impression with him after the first time I ever wrestled him. You know, I was like, wow, this guy is legit. And, you know, that's it's impressive. Bro, I, I don't know what he's paying you, but it's not worth it. Like, it's not. It's I not. Just, I would like to point out that I just kept my mic on mute that whole time. I know. Because I knew that the praises were coming. God I knew damn it. it. And God. I was just waiting for Glenn damn to have it. to revel in it. That's Bro, it ain't worth it. You don't need to throw your reputation away like this. You're Brian Idol. Like, you've accomplished everything. You don't need to throw that all down the toilet because AJ handed you a couple of bucks to say nice things about him. I'm telling you, you don't have to. God, well, this is worthless. I don't even want to talk to the guy anymore. Jesus Christ. But I, I, like, a, like, one of the uh, early on, so Brian was one of the first people he was actually on the. He was the second person that I faced that was an actual real professional wrestler, um, and I remember he uh, afterwards. I asked him like, "Yo, you know, I'm still green. I'm still trying to, you know, find my way around." And I asked him like, "Yo, I was like, how how am I out there?" Blah blah blah. He's like, "Uh," and it was one of the first like signs of respect that I got from somebody who had been in the business a long time that made me realize I was on the right track. When he was like. I mean, he was like, man, you're good. Like, he's like, yeah, you can clean up a few things here and now. He's like, but you've just been wrestling, you know, a little bit. You know, you, are you the best wrestler in the world? No, but in two years, you might be. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, dude. I mean, that's cool. Well, you know, I mean, not like you have much choice when, when AJ corners you in a dark warehouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what it was. You cocksucker. Hey, <laughs> you got to say something nice. Don't well, kill me, bro. That's cool, man. That is really cool. And uh, nah, believe it or not, story, d- d- deep down, I actually do love AJ. I just don't like admitting that to anybody anywhere. So and I'm, ha- I'm happy. And, 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 and just, and just a little background on, just so you know, SCW has 
has whoever books SCW, that guy's a wrestling genius. I don't know who it is. <laughs> whoever that guy is is a wrestling genius because getting the title on Brian Idol was I, I need you guys to understand that two hours before the show started, <laughs> someone else was supposed to be in the match with me and I had to rewrite the whole card. Oh no shit. For the, for the whole night. So well, I had always good. planned on losing the title on that night for months since June. So that I could have my rematch at the Halloween show. I had planned that a long time in advance. The person I was going to lose the belt to was Sawyer Wreck. The six foot two glamazon uh-huh. that I was going to face. Uh-huh. She ends up uh, having car issues and can't get to the show. <laughs> so two hours before the show, she tells me this. And I'm like, alright, well, now I gotta go rewrite the whole show. And... While I'm in the process, I call Brian. Mind you, Brian is fully expecting to come. He's okay. This makes it even funnier. He, it was supposed to be a, an easy night for him because what he would do, what he was supposed to do was be the first person in the gauntlet match to come out, come out with a valet, get rolled up right off by his valet right off the bat, and be done. Like no moves, no nothing. Right. Have which, to do nothing. Just come out in your gear. It's a and hell of back. a way to make some money, by the way. Jesus right. Christ. Which then, which then, like I said, which 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 my whole week before that was I had an audition in L.A. So then I stayed in L.A. for a few days. Then I went to Las Vegas. Ended up staying a day or two longer there than I was going to stay. So I was partying all week. So, you know, imagine, like, barely. I, like, I didn't go to the gym all week. I, I, I got no, no spray tan, no anything. I'm like, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. I got to. I like as I'm as I'm heading there, I'm, you know, I'm telling people eh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's going to be like a thirty second thing, or whatever. And then I get there, <laughs> I got to go to, I got to have an all out war with AJ. <laughs> yeah. And then two hours before the show, I call him and I say, "Yo, so uh, I think we'll put the belt on you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if he was joking. I was like, I don't know, man. All right. <laughs> I know, this is what we're doing. Like, this is what we're doing, man. You've done crazier things. Jesus Christ. Uh, of course, but, I mean, you know, like, uh, the timing of that, though. Like, normally, you know, I'm ready, you know, but, like, if you were, like, that day, if you were, like, hey, man, you ready to really wrestle? I was, like, ah. I mean, like, I didn't, I flew in. I landed in Vegas, from Vegas at 7.30 that morning. I mean, I was up the entire night the night before, and, uh, you know, we had that supposed hurricane coming, so, like, I, I tried to go to and the mind store you, real SCW quick. SCW so. doesn't start till 10 p.m. Right. And I, so here I am at, yeah, but I get there at 7 30. And I was like, by the time, you know, it was like, I slept like maybe three hours. Like, you know, and it was like a, a weird, you know, the four hours, three hours ahead, behind, who knows at that point, you know. And I, I was like, so you couldn't pick a, a more, you know, a day where I'd be more uh, disheveled on my way to a wrestling show thinking that it's not going to matter because I'm like, whatever, I'll sleep tomorrow. And then, and then not to mention, then he gets his car stuck in a sand pit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, and, like, and like, like an hour and a half before the show starts, I have to literally drive like a mile away from where the castle is to where his car is stuck in the sand. Sand pit to, road. Dude, I don't know. To get him to the show. This is know, this is exactly the dream that you always had when you got into this business, right, Brian? Like this yeah, is a, this is yeah. the moment you were waiting for in your life was the night yeah. that you were gonna be stuck in the sand an hour away with two hours of sleep trying oh, yeah. to figure out how to work a match. Like this yeah, is the no, reason. Was, yeah. Hey man, it's uh, it, it's it's really cool and it was an amazing moment. Uh, Brian Idol is with us here on Jobbing Out. Uh, Brian, how do they compare in competition? So AJ or 
the short dude from the bagel store. Um, which one was a tougher <laughs> fight for you over the course of the last couple of months? Yeah, no, nah, man, AJ, the, the bagel guy, man, man, that guy's special. You know, I, I want to I wanna make this known. This is a, a good story, like, about what a jerk I am. So, the uh, the bagel guy, he, uh, he, you know, everybody knows, I don't know if you know, I mean, I guess you know, but the, the quickest background I would say for anybody that didn't is this dude flipped out. He's, like, five feet flat, and he flipped out in a bagel shop in Long Island uh, because he thought some girl was laughing at him behind the counter. And then he went on to, like, say all these mean things about girls. And, you know, he's just a wacko. And it turns no, out... No, and the best... But don't leave out the best part of the video. The best part of the video is he, he gets, gets mad and they finally give him the bagel. <laughs> and he throws it oh, on the ground. Yeah, and then she him. laughs at him. And he goes <laughs> back to pick up the bagel to, like, show her. <laughs> yeah, it's, like not, it's not like he's not going to take the bagel. Like, let's make that very clear. He's going to yeah. get his bagel. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just a typical, like, see, I think a lot of people what gets lost on them is he is not any different than, like, your typical, like, Long Island idiot guy. Like, I, I lived there for a long time, so I've seen people like that a million times, and he was just like, you know, he was just the epitome of that. And so I actually had a chance, like, what, what, what we did with that, and, like, you know, it's mean, but it's also hilarious for, for wrestling fans. I had a chance. I knew somebody, had a mutual friend that knew, that knew him. And so what I did is I invited him to a wrestling show. And, you know, as luck would have it, he's a wrestling fan. And I set up a skit, and the whole point of the skit... Uh, of course not- he is! <laughs> yeah, and the, the whole point of the skit was only for him to get kicked in the face for real as actually hard as, as I could make this other girl who this Russian chick is like tougher than 90% of the guys alive. And I was like, I want, I told her, I was like, listen, kick this guy in the face as absolutely hard as you can. And the whole, like I had to like make a whole skit up where I had to make this guy think he was going to be the hero just so I could get him kicked in the That's face. That's amazing. Hold, wait, wait, because, he really thought like he was gonna come out on top, like he was gonna come out looking good. Well, he, he I mean, he like I, I set it up like that, like he did, I guess, because like in the end, he gives me like a, a stunner, and like you know, I kind of no sell it for, I sell it for like a half a second, then I like okay. no sell it, and, okay. and like cool. But if you watch the clip, he gets up to his feet, and you can see he can barely like even walk straight because he just got his face kicked off. <laughs> and, um, I mean, to be honest, I was a little disappointed because, like, I yelled at the other girl. Like, I was like, listen, I was like, I didn't want that guy to get back up. <laughs> and she was like, I kicked him really hard. And, like, we didn't tell him. We weren't like, oh, you're going to get kicked in the face. Like, we didn't tell him that. Like, I was like, listen, we're going to cut a promo, blah, blah, blah. I was like, and then, you know, maybe she'll slap you or push you or something. And, like, the whole time I was like, no, you're going to front kick this guy in the face with everything you have. <laughs> And like I was like I was like you know you'll be a hero to every girl because like this guy deserves it because like you know what uh just you know man like I I'm not some uh, some ultra sensitive guy but like what a moron like, oh no I he's can't a, stand, yeah he's a piece I just of shit can't stand people though like who can't figure out how to get girls or like whatever and then they like you know they take it out on women as a whole like it like it's not women's fault that you're ugly it doesn't matter like i know plenty of short dudes that can pull chicks 
you know, try, you know. Mike Busey is one of the ugliest people I've ever met. I've never <laughs> met anyone that gets more chicks than him. And AJ's fired. <laughs> hey man, he already dropped the belt, dude. He's got nothing. <laughs> like, what, what's he worried about? No, AJ gives no fucks now. <laughs> yeah, right. Gives no fucks once he dropped the belt. Mike Juice is the ugliest guy in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to drop the belt? Time for me to drop some bombs, motherfucker. Oh man. The best. Hey, no. Actually, to be honest with you, so the one of the best things that came from our match with Brian Idol. Is uh, my best burn out of when I dropped the belt is the fact that I didn't tell Mike and I didn't tell most of the people there. Like literally, uh, maybe three or four people knew that that was about to happen outside of like the row and Brian Idol. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, cool. Like, not even the announcers knew that I was dropping the belt. Like, uh, it was it was a crazy crazy thing when Mike came back. He was like, "Whoa, I didn't." Uh, I, I figured you would drop the belt someday, but I, I was I was shocked. Wow, I was actually wow, cool. And he was also very excited because I don't know if the rest of the world knows, but I'm one of like Deuce's favorite people in the whole world. Oh, that's well, true. Look at that! Look at that! Look how it worked <laughs> yeah, out. Man. I knew what I was doing. I, I yeah, look, right. man. It's like it's like the, the the SCW Heavyweight Championship is like when I got it. It was like a, a, a three year old child, right? <laughs> <laughs> it had been around the block a little bit, but it didn't really have what you need to survive in this world. Listen okay? This dude. Listen I dude. agree. But <laughs> then by through my 210-day title reign, I turned that three-year-old child into like a 22, 23-year-old beautiful young woman. Right? <laughs> With re- with morals and values. I know some of wait, wait. I know some of the things you said you did with that belt, bro. I don't think you yeah. want to make this reference. I think yeah. you want to. So, so at twenty three years old, she decided that she was ready to get married. Oh. And as a as a as a good you know uh, shaper of uh, of people, bro. I decided. You know what? You called. I give you away. You called to, the belt Bay for. You don't want to do this. This is a bad reference. I said twenty three. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! I yeah, said twenty three. I know. Yeah, but you started with three. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you <laughs> said it was your daughter. Look, like, you waited until she was eighteen. Oh God, man! All right, I don't know where we go from here. That was that was weird. Uh, <laughs> but I handed the title over to you. Now it's your turn. To take care of it and make it a full-fledged adult. Jesus I agree, man. Christ. And, uh, you know, credit where credit's due, man. You got to say, AJ did a good job. You know, uh, Sausage Castle's a relatively unknown wrestling federation. And, you know, AJ got that belt a lot of attention. And that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it fucking and, took uh, the thing on NFL Network and shit. So Jesus. Bad, yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, that's that's awesome. And that's what, that's what you should do. You know, when I mean, like, that's when you have value as a... A champion is like when you can elevate something in a, in any direction. That's you know more than just putting it on and saying hi, I'm the champion. Right, right. So you know, I mean, I'll try to do the same. I mean, I've I've definitely worked it into everything I can so far. I mean, you know, you just sometimes you just I don't have any NFL Network events coming up. But now that's <laughs> bullshit. Now that's bullshit that they haven't called you. Now that you're the hey, new look, host. hey, here here's the thing. If we ever actually end up do going to Japan. Uh, uh, you defending the SCW title in Japan with me well, as your enforcer. Yeah, that's, right. There's worse uh, things to do. That would be that would uh, be dope. Yeah, that'll probably happen. But you know, like I said, man, you gotta you gotta do what you can to 
to elevate the belt, and AJ sets a, uh, a high standard there, and that's that's a fact. Again, man, like, you know, it's funny, like, I really, it, I'm not the type of person to, to kiss somebody's ass or, or like, you know, to, to even be, like, overly nice and, and give compliments. Which is but, weird, because that's all you've done. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, when it comes to AJ, dude, it, it's hard not to. He's, God he's damn. got it, man. And, God like, damn. Like I said, man, I'm a big believer in wrestling, you know, you can't be a shrimp. And you can't be, you know, like you guys said, like, you know, people need to look at you and say, oh, wow, you're a pro wrestler. Not like, I, I see it all the time, man. And like, it's okay, I guess, in theory, not in theory, but it's okay per individual, but it's not okay when somebody's like, yeah, I'm a pro wrestler. And they go, you're a pro wrestler? Yeah. Like, yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Like, so lame, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just like, if you can't fit the part, like, who cares how good you are? Like, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, it's because, like, look, wrestling fans, the point people miss, wrestling fans like all kinds of wrestling. A true wrestling fan doesn't care what your build is like. They don't care. You know, they care about your skill. But, like, a casual fan, you know, a guy on the street, like, if you're walking around saying you're a pro wrestler and, you know, you look like a grocery store employee, you know, <laughs> it, it, you're just hurting the business and like so many guys don't get it and it's like dude and like i laugh at like you know like guys are like oh, oh like oh i don't need to walk around and everybody's no pro wrestler so i don't need to use it to pick up chicks or whatever and i'm like yeah it's because you can't do that <laughs> like if you could you would <laughs> you know what i'm saying Bro. like don't act like you're you're above it like you you if you could you would Oh, oh my God, man! That's you said s- spoken by the way as a man who's literally I, I I don't know you that well, but I'm going to guess it's literally never been an issue in your life when it comes to picking up chicks. <laughs> so, uh, hey, real quick, um, because sure. uh, we didn't have a chance. I know we we're supposed to, it just didn't work out. But yeah, the evolve thing, man, like being oh. able to be a part of that and the setup, Paul Heyman, <laughs> like an iconic moment in Philadelphia. Can yeah. you take me through how that all came about? And I know, like. You didn't. You never actually got to say anything, but like just being a part of that moment on the WWE Network for that company, what was that like? Right. So let me say that that was the first time in I think he said it was a twenty years since it closed since since ECW closed. It was the the first time that he returned for anyone in that arena. Like Jesus. he never went back Jesus. to that arena for you know the House of Hardcore ran there a hundred times. Uh, you know, the East Extreme Reunion, all these things. Paul Heyman never showed up to any of those and was invited, obviously, every single time. Um, the, the the cool part, uh, the craziest part probably was, look, like, I've been a part of Evolve for a lot of years in a, in a I will use the word, limited role because, I mean, I've you know, I've been on multiple shows and uh, even scored a couple victories, but not always a steady part of... Uh, what's going on there in the ring. And, um, you know, but I did, you know, I, I, I don't, whatever, blah, 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 my background, but I, I ran the, the WWN uh, training school, which is the, you know, the home base of Evolve. So, you know, I've had my mark on that company, you know, one way or the other. And uh, the, the craziest part about that whole thing was that now this is uh a pay-per-view event, like, of first of its kind, you know, where you, I don't know if you watch Monday Night Raw, but, like, they're advertising it on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, WWE took that 
put it right in their in their uh, pipeline, and like it's just like here it is. This is another WWE. Like this is they're claiming it as their own. Like watch evolve. WWE presents. They put it on up against AEW that night. They just said, "Hey, this is we we feel strongly about this shit." Right, right. Which you know, like I said, I don't know. I mean, I I can't say one way or the other. It really looks like that. It looks like they did that. Um, I do know that that was something that was in the works for a long yeah, and time. And the date had been scheduled beforehand, right. No, I, I, right. Hear, so, I hear what you're saying. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just right. saying I don't know if it was 100% the reason why that happened. I will say it, it could be very likely. It seems very coincidental. But in any <laughs> case, yeah, so it's a big deal. But the craziest part is imagine all this planning that goes into it, right? And now I'm not even a week out to the show, and I have no idea that I'm even going to be on it. Wow. So it wasn't like, and I was there, listen, I was there at the Evolve show before, which was like, a, you know, less than, it was like three weeks before that. And they pretty much had the whole show booked out. And, the, you know, and, and this is, you know, there was, uh, I'm sure it'll come out on tape somewhere because there was definitely being documented, uh, you know, on real cameras and stuff, not just on somebody's cell phone. But uh, so here we are at the last Evolve show. And they're basically already talking about the the one that's coming up at the arena. And, you know, I'm nowhere in the conversation. Like, I'm just sitting there, and there's this locker room talk speech going on. And, you know, like, I'm not, I was fine with it, whatever. I was like, you know, there'll be other shows. I, you know, I, I just didn't have a role in it. And so I'm now supposed to be in uh, Tennessee the whole week. And I had, like, a three or four shows in Tennessee right in a row. Uh, it's a good little loop I do down there. I like it uh, for uh, USA Championship Wrestling. But um, so I did some show actually out in like uh, Leesburg, Florida, which is the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, I guess it was a week before, five days, six days before, whatever. And I get a phone call. I, I remember like, I, I don't even eat fast food that much. And it was just so weird to me. Like I stopped, like we went to some place, I don't know. Uh, it was on a swamp. It was like a trailer. <laughs> Hang on. Some list. of those places are great, though. Some of those, like, trailers in a swamp. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Was, like, p- people love it. I don't know whatever it was. But, like, I don't know. I didn't eat much there for whatever reason. So then I stopped again. Like, I don't know, this is way too much information. But whatever. I was getting Taco Bell. And, <laughs> and my phone rings. And, you know, basically they're like, hey, uh, kind of got something for you on the show do you want to be a part of it and like you know like what a question you know like i'm like do i want to be a part yeah, of it right no i'll pass do I be, yeah <laughs> do i want to be a part of the, the first ever show on the wwe right. network i'm like i'm good ah, i'm good you know, yeah. <laughs> you know i'm gonna pass bro yeah so, i'm in leesburg sorry man it's too important yeah. down here yeah yeah uh, actually, I'll be in Dixon, Tennessee that day. Uh, sorry. Uh, so, you know, and I mean, well, technically, and here's the thing. I can't say no technically, um, you know, due to... Oh, that's your deal with Evolve? Uh, I mean, there's contractual obligations there. Okay. So uh, I'm like, well, I, can I really say... I mean, I guess they were going to let me say no, but <laughs> I can't say no anyway. So I'm like, uh, all right, you know, yeah, I'll do it. But they didn't tell me, honestly. No one told me. Uh, what it was. They told me, this is what they said, um, you're going to do a run-in and a promo. And I said, okay, as far as what? And they said, don't worry about it. We'll work it out when we get there. I said, okay. They just said, we really want you to be a part of this. I said, okay. And uh, that was it, man. And they were like, you're going to like it. Trust me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so right. I was, I was kind of like, 
you know, man, like a part of me was like, I don't know, man. They're like, I was like, who am I like putting over? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are they talking me into that I don't, I don't know about, you know, like, and I'm like trying to like do the math in my head. And I mean, to be honest, I had it that it was going to be in my mind. I was like, all right, somebody's coming back to evolve, like somebody from WWE. And what's going to happen is I'm going to beat up somebody quickly and then they're going to, like, you know, beat the dog shit out of me and then, like, uh, you know, embarrass me. And that's, like, you know, that's my spot. Which sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that yeah. sounds like it was something they would do. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right. And so no one told me, you know. And then even crazier. So we get to the building. I mean, it's a big day, dude. Like, everyone's, you know, you're in your suit. You're there, There's, uh, you know, the, the, the TV crew's there. Everybody's there. It's, it's a production all of a sudden, you know. And then, you know, it's a serious thing. And. And everybody's going over. They, we have a big first. You know, everybody. There's all these like, you know, thanks for being here. Like we did it. Blah blah blah. And you're you're, uh, you know, we're taking pictures. Everybody's high fiving each other. Everybody's in a great mood. You know, this is a huge day. Huge day. Like shocked to even be a part of it. Every single one of us. You know what I mean? Even the dudes that knew that that have, even the champions of the company are still sitting there. Like you know, this with is smiles real. on their faces, knowing yeah. that hey man, you know, I like, this is happening. So, so anyway, so imagine they were going down, you know, and I've had moments like this in my career before, which I, I can't understand how this, these things happen to me, but like they're running down the card and they're going through all the segments and then it comes to my segment and then they just look at me and they're like, ah, you're good. Just talk to us at eight 30. <laughs> and I'm like, eight 30. I'm like, the show starts at like eight. I'm like eight thirty. I'm like, what? Are, I'm like, okay, what am I doing? They're like, don't worry about it. We got you. We got you. So now I'm like, all right. So I put, you know, and all they told me at this point was, okay. So then the the one change was they were like, look, they're like, can you? They're like, you're gonna do whatever, but like, we want you to wear. They're like, they want we want you to wear like uh, uh, a tie. And I was like, I gotta wear a tie. They're like, yeah. I was like, all right. And I'm like, okay. So so here I am actually like modifying. And when I say modifying, here's me cutting up a hundred dollar uh, dress shirt. At this point, <laughs> cause, <laughs> cause I don't have anything that's going to go under my thing. And I'm like, should I just put the tie on with like my ring jacket that I just had made? I got all new gear. So I'm like this jacket thing with a little fur collar and I put a tie on. It looks like uh, some kind of Fred Flintstone thing. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. So I'm like, all right. So I, I, here I am cutting up a hundred dollar dress shirt. And I'm like, I cut it off. I cut the sleeves off it in a very awkward way because it has to look a certain way under the shirt as I'm trying to do it. I'm figuring it out. So I got like a couple of girls from Evolve helping me. Everybody's like, you know, trying to help me real quick. And I'm like, all right, just help me cut this, do this. So now it's, this is like got to be 730, right? So, so now imagine it's like 830 and I'm downstairs, I'm downstairs, I'm at the monitor, like in gorilla position, like silently standing there just you know trying to be in the right place at the right time to figure out what exactly yeah I what am i doing do. right yeah yeah so i i this is real like i'm like dude what? like i can't believe nobody's telling me anything which again dude they did something like this to me uh in dallas texas uh it was like wrestlemania a few years ago uh for wwn and it was a, a big promo segment with like terry funk mick foley and Sabu. Okay. And and it was like all on the fly. Like they were just like, all right, you're doing this. And I remember, and I remember like the funniest part was like I was totally chill when that happened. And I remember Abushi, 
who like is at this point in time like the, the biggest, highest no fucking doubt like he's the star of stars <laughs> at this point especially it was like WWE's trying to reel him in like you know he's he's like peaking in in New Japan with Omega and I remember like I'm standing there just chilling and like I swear to God I'm drinking a I'm drinking a Coke like with I, I went and got a Bushi like we're both drinking a Coke right like before he's about to wrestle whoever. And we're standing there, and I remember, like, Terry Funk walks in, and then Sabu walks in, and then Mick Foley walks in. And I remember, like, Ibushi, like, spitting out his drink. He was, like, so, he was, like, so shocked, right? And then he's, like, he's, like, looking at me, and then he sees, like, everybody's, like, you know, we're talking, and, like, and, like it's about to be this promo and this whole thing. And I remember, like, even Ibushi's looking at me, like, telling me, like, he's, like, you know, he doesn't speak the best English, but he's, like, telling me that, like, he's freaking out about it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I got it. It's cool. <laughs> like, wow. You know, we went out there and we did it. Like, so, I mean, I'm kind of used to stuff like that. Like, and, and uh, you know, it's not really outside of my realm of, uh, you know, stuff that, that this happens. But so here I am anyway. Back to the other thing. Uh, <laughs> 8.30, standing in Gorilla. And, uh, you know, not trying to bug anybody. And there's a match going on, and I'm watching it on the monitor. Finish was really excellent. And uh, I remember that. I remember looking at, uh, I looked at Gabe and I, I said, wow, what a finish that was. He's like, yeah, it was awesome. And like, you know, I was like me kind of saying like, hey, what a finish that was. By the way, what the fuck am I doing? You know, and, and <laughs> there's no answer. He's like, yeah, finish was awesome. He like walks away. And I'm like, dude. So now the next match goes out. So there were like five matches in. I'm like segment seven, I think it says on the thing, right? Like segment seven, we're on match five. I got no idea what's going on. So now I'm standing there. All of a sudden I'm watching the monitor. And I feel a tap on the shoulder, and I hear, like, and I turn, and then I hear, in the distance, I hear Gabe yelling, Bright Eye, And I'm like, what? And I, like, I like walk down there. I'm like, what's up, man? And then all of a sudden, I turn the other way, and I get a tap on the shoulder, and I get a, how you doing, Paul Heyman, nice to meet you. Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. oh, shit. <laughs> and, like, right there, I know. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in a thing with Paul Heyman. That's <laughs> so, so like, fucking cool. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. So then Paul Heyman's, like, talking to me and kind of just, like, a quick getting to know me. And there's, like, so many things I want to say. <laughs> like, not even, like, not even like oh, I'm a big fan or, or this or that. Like, things I want to say, like, you know, like, uh, I trained with Sabu. Yeah, people you know, with, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, all, all these things, you know, and, and, like, there was, like I said, a million things I could have said to him. And we're standing there. <laughs> so... So anyway, we're standing there uh, about to, and, and he's like, so he's just getting to know me real quick. And um, he, it's so funny because he, I, I can't remember how, how he said it, but somehow I think I, I just, he looked at me like he didn't even know what to say. It was so funny because like he said something and I made a reference to, uh, his old WCW commercial where he was, you know, Paulie dangerously and he was like beating the guy on the head with his cell phone. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And, and he was like, Mr. President, Mr. President, why don't you shut up? And he was like beating And like <laughs> somehow that got referenced into the conversation. And I like, I think he was just like almost confused because I think most people look at me and don't expect me to be that old. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, there was that. It was pretty funny. And then, but no, so we were talking, and it was actually, so what they, what, what, when he introduced himself to me, Gabe quickly goes, all right, 
So this is what you're going to do. You're going to go out. You're going to be Brian Idol. Do your promo. You know how to, you know how to rile people up. So you're going to rile people up, and then uh, you know you're going to you're going to pick a line, say the line, and then uh, you're going to you know use the you know Paul Heyman's going to come out. I'm like, all right. And it was actually Paul Heyman's idea, which in turn I think was genius. Is he was like, you know, man. He's like, how about this? He's like, that's he's like, that's cool. But he's like, you know, he's like, there's something I always wanted to do that I haven't done yet. And he's like, you know, I told it. He's like, uh, and he told me that, like, you know, he he pitched it before and they, and they liked it, but it just never happened yet. And so it was something he was actually going to do for a return for uh, Lesnar, I think. Okay. I think because he said that's what he said it was him who he was like, listen, he was like, can you cough like pretty decently? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right. So you give a, like a a little bit of cough and a little bit of confusion. And you look like you're having a problem out there, and then you know we'll we'll deal with it from there. Okay, so then fast forward to the to the segment, and you know I thought I did a good job. Like I cough a few times, and then I kind of like make it like I'm hitting the reset button, but I'm also nervous and choking. But I'm not really nervous, but I'm making it look that way, and I, and I can feel the crowd. Like you know I'm getting a I was getting a shut the fuck up chant, and I didn't say anything. <laughs> so you know I knew it was going well for what we needed. And, you know, like, it was at that point, like, I was like, all right, this is all right. But, like, maybe, I mean, you could see it on there, but maybe you don't feel it quite like I felt it in the moment. It felt like an eternity between hmm. the time where the second round of coughing to where the lights cut. You know, dude, it started to feel like at that point that it was a prank on me. Oh, my God. Like, You're just going to be standing like, there? <laughs> I was like, are they going to leave me coughing out here for like a minute and a half? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like for the last 10 seconds, there is like a legitimate panic in me because I'm like, I got to keep coughing. And like, I almost couldn't. There was a second, like I had to stop, <laughs> reset it. And I was like, dude, why did they hit the lights right there? Like, and I'm like, you see, like I actually look and I'm like, all right, man. And I, I go again. And like it's still, and then even on the video, like you hear, like there's like a last cough, like and it seems like after the lights went out. But I'm telling you, live, it was the other way around. Like I was still coughing, and the lights didn't go out yet. Wow. And so it felt like an eternity, and I mean, it's uh, as best as I can convey to you, it was a very awkward <laughs> moment for me, like where it felt like the joke was on me. And uh, but honestly, man, that reaction was the. You know, Paul Heyman being there was yeah, obviously the biggest of the whole night. I no mean, it was the only time the whole crowd stood up to their feet. Everybody was going berserk, and rightfully so, because, you know, it's, uh, it's Paul Heyman. Yeah, and, correct. Uh, it's correct. It's Arena. I mean, so there, there's no better. I mean, he's the guy for that moment. And it was really awesome that he did it. And, you know, one thing worth, uh, worth noting, you know, while we're on the subject, uh, Paul Heyman, the coolest part about him, I think, was, you know, he's Paul Heyman, obviously, and done everything, and obviously he's still a big shot at WWE. Um, stuck around the entire night. Uh, stuck around for all the post-locker room stuff. Even had some kind words to say. And uh, and not only that, walked around and thanked everybody. Oh, wow. Uh, for oh, allowing cool. him to be there. That's and cool. So, so, you know, you got to give, you gotta give a, a respect to that because he doesn't have to do that. And that was very cool of him. And, I mean, overall, like you said, it's the first time I ever met him. And if you said, what's your overall impression of him? I would say super professional, very creative, and absolutely humble. Because it was a 
zillion degrees in there at that point. This dude was wearing a full suit and sweating like I've never seen and still stood there with a smile on his face the entire time and listened to complete strangers, you know, patting themselves on the back with tears coming down their faces. Wow. And, he, I mean, like I said, obviously those were warranted emotions, but, like, to Paul Heyman, what does he give a shit? But he did, and he, he stayed, and he was... He was a gentleman the whole time, so That's you got to awesome, give credit man. where credit's due, and that was uh, it was an unbelievable experience, and I'm, I'm obviously really, really glad I got to be a part of it. Um, you know, it's pretty cool, and I, I like it just because, like, you know, I don't know if you know, but like, I go on Twitter on a daily basis, man, and so many people hate on me, like, like some douchebag yesterday or a day ago, I don't know. <laughs> he said, "Am I still <laughs> lurking around wrestling?" And I was like, am I lurking around wrestling? Yeah, I'm lurking around wrestling. Let me tell you, let me tell you about how I lurk around Japan. I lurk around WWE Network specials. This coming from some idiot who can't, you know, not take a promo pick because he's got to stick his tongue out because he's got an ugly face and he's got, you know, he's got to, you know, he's got to have promo picks ready to die while he's, while he, you know, he cuts his forehead, like ready to die. Like, cool, man. <laughs> Like, and then you're going to, I don't even know yeah, who he is. You know trying to I mean? fight with you're me, right, right, right. Talk shit about me, dude. Right. Like, all right, cool, man. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yeah, yourself. Like, no doubt, I'll dude. Ba- I'm with I'll you. I'll bang his ugly wife. That's awesome. And this, and this is why he's, he's a new yes, correct. He's gonna, I really wish you would use that in every promo that you ever do. I'll bang your ugly wife. Ugly wife. Really that. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Um, uh, at, this is the plugs in at the Brian Idol on Twitter, uh, Instagram, t shirts, anything like that. Uh, same Instagram. What? It's at the Brian Idol. That's the one I care about, man. Twitter is, you know, for me, man, I, like, I, it just looks to me like a bunch of people kissing up to, like, D-list celebrities. I'm not really interested in it. I try. I don't really care about Twitter that much. Instagram's way cooler. Uh, my Instagrams really needs help, so if anybody's listening, you could add me. You know, one's better than none, so I like give that. it an ad. I like that. <laughs> and then, so, the, AJ, when's the rematch? Uh, August, I'm August, October August. 25th. October 25th, <laughs> Brian Idol and Frank. And I'm thinking it's going to be title versus life. Ooh! Oh, well, that's scary. Whoa! And, uh, what? <laughs> Whoa! And, uh, like, you know, like, the worst part is, uh, you know, uh, can we just change it back to August? hey uh brian dude uh first of all the story was awesome man but uh in general really appreciate it bro thank you for taking the time to chat with us this week man and uh Uh, let's do it again real soon all right i appreciate it man thank you all right thanks again to brian idol we're just gonna go ahead and wrap up uh aj's at aj francis 410 on all social medias find out what's going on with frank as we mentioned he's gonna be back at Primal Conflict Wrestling in November, Brandon, RamsHeadLive.com, big things afoot. Perhaps you've heard about them. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com. Have a, a great week. We will talk to you next week. This has been Jobbing Out. Around here, there are two kinds of chicken. Royal Farms' world-famous chicken and everything else. What's the difference? Royal Farms chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms world-famous chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms.